C-M-Squatch. It's in our name. It's in the name. We are the game. C-M-Squatch. Uh, welcome. This is a sports podcast where me and my hetero life partner uh, typically go over some foosball stuff and some fighting. It could get messy in here. Oh, hey, wait a second. <laughs> I already hey. feel dirty. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, I am joined with the one, the only, the Mr. Mike Cox. Uh, trying not to run away? Yeah, yeah, no. Door's locked, don't worry about it. There we go. <laughs> Story of my life. And then, hey, everybody, look, it's another Joshua sighting. Hey, hey look, Tiger at Tiger at Woods, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Squatch. Yep. Well, what's up with your balls, man? You're welcome. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> did we, I don't that? even think we talked about that last no, week, did we? we no, did not. you oh, cocksucker. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, hey, it's just because I care. I'm leaving this as a rhetorical question. Oh, you can go fuck yourself. Oh, I'm well. Not, I, I have no idea what I was talking about, but that's great. Fuck I win. Kind of. A little bit. All just right. A, just a little. Just, Sorry. Just a little. <laughs> fucker. Comment of the day. All right. All right. So, so step into this. Come on. How you, how you doing? Huh? I haven't seen you in like, I don't know, seven months. What do you? No. <laughs> Hasn't been that long, has it? He, he's been out Two plant, weeks, seven been months. Been out planting seeds. Yeah, planting <laughs> seeds, man. Planting seeds. So the better question is, how are your balls doing, bud? Uh, apparently well. Yeah. Well, apparently working. <laughs> Apparently, I got to go one out. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the only one that doesn't. Hey, hey, that was your choice. <laughs> Not like I wasn't trying to remedy the fact of my damn self. All right. I was uh, told no. Bang. <laughs> Bunch of bullshit. So we're going to talk about the Stuper Bowl or what? You want this here or you want it over here? Man, if I move it over here, will you guys still be able to read it? This is not how the uh, program's supposed to be played. No, that's out, is exactly it? how it is. You didn't give me a chance <laughs> to fucking get yeah. set up, so fucking. Now he's just—he's going off the wall. He doesn't yep. care. Well, in case you guys were living under a rock, <laughs> there was a big game last Sunday. Yeah, actually, Greeny brought that up today because he was pissed off. Yeah, was yeah. he? Yeah, he got a little pissed off because uh, we actually had awesome Super Bowl numbers. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hundred and one million views. Right. He's like, there's no way in this world. There's no way in this world that that's that's all the viewers at the Super Bowl had. Yeah. And then it started going into the numbers. Since he, of course, was the number one market. Yeah. With 46% viewership. He's like, there's no way in hell Cincinnati, who hasn't been to the Super Bowl in 31 years. Right. Only had 46% of their households watching the Super Bowl. And I agree. I agree with that. He's probably right. Yeah. He's, he's probably, well, more than yeah. likely right. Yeah. Everybody groups up. Yes. I mean, well, so. Especially this year, more so than right. any other year. Right. Because how long has it been since we had a Super Bowl start before 8 o'clock? Right. And not oh. involve Tom Brady. No, that, so, was, that was an amazing thing. I, I, the most, I think the majority of it was the start time. Right. The early kickoff let people get together. Right. Because you didn't have to be at home as soon as that, as soon as the game was over, so you could go to bed, so you could go to work. Yeah, and that was 
that was the good part about it. it it was i mean i think the employers probably played into that too <laughs> they should have. i mean honestly if i was anybody yeah nine times out of ten every super bowl year is hey boss i'm gonna either gonna be a not here yep. or b be late right and i'll be and i'll show up late and you ain't gonna get dick out of me no right. i'm gonna be so nobody hot even questions and... it oh right. no right hey but to have a kickoff at 5 30 which is fucking amazing yeah yeah it's a good time because i already had time. vacation approved for monday yeah but i woke up i went hey. to bed at 10 30 i'm i'm fine i'm going to work yeah right. screw it hell yeah I, I do not see a problem in that at all yeah i'd be running that same game as much as possible man so uh some uh pass interference calls that didn't quite go Offensive and defensive. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it was, <laughs> and that doesn't really bother me. I get it, but yeah. they were they were missed and blown for both sides. Right, right. It happens. Yeah, I mean, and that's the reason why I'm like nobody re- should really have too much of a no uh, bitch about you know no no, no. The way it, was, it went down. It was and both it can, sides. You can take it straight to the last play of the game. Right. Um, if the Rams wouldn't have had Aaron Donald. Cincinnati won that game. Absolutely. Jamar Chase had just broke, literally broke Jalen Ramsey's ankles. Jalen was laying on the ground. Right. Yep. And Jamar was untouched. He was he was gone. Mm-hmm. That dude would still be running today. Right. Yeah. But Aaron Donald. Yep. That's why like, he does what he does, man. Just and like the San Francisco game that got him there. Yep. Receivers were open, but Aaron Donald was in Jimmy G's jockstrap. Yep. Really hard to be able to throw a pass out whenever you got that kind of stuff going on. So. That, that's what won that game. It was the last play, and it was Aaron Donald. Yep. And to me, he, he was an MVP. He was the MVP in my eyes. But, I mean, everybody's got their own their own call to it. Right. And But to me, he was the guy. He, was, he really was. I'm okay yeah. with Coop, and I'm okay with Donald, either right. one. Right. I, I got zero complaints with either. Right, right. And because I would, after OBJ, I think we talked about it oh a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. We, we after sure OBJ did. went down, just yeah. Uh oh. Coop was also <laughs> always double, triple covered. Yeah. And so they just weren't throwing the ball to him. Yeah. Until, well, it's fourth quarter. You have to. We've got to. Yeah. Hey, look at that. You score. Yeah. Yeah. You could have been doing that shit the whole game. Right. Right. <laughs> but I mean, you take your chances in the NFL and you hope that your guys who aren't getting doubled are going to catch the ball, come down with the ball, make a good route, all mm-hmm. the rest of that. And they were doing a lot of that. They were doing everything but catching the ball that was thrown right <laughs> in the middle of their bread basket. Right. Right. <laughs> hey. Got a couple of those. Even, and, like, Jefferson, I'm like, he's normally pretty good. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And he, he was yeah. up there flipping and everything. Yep. What the hell are you doing, dude? And not only that, giving up on routes and, I mean certain things to where i was like what are you <laughs> why uh, he was he was torn yeah well tell you the truth though it was a great game I'm, oh it was a pretty good game I, I oh yeah, absolutely it. yeah i'm i truthfully i enjoyed the whole game uh yeah seeing t higgins over there yeah, big that, day. that's my guy yeah, <laughs> big day. Well, uh, they've got yep. a great receiving core oh yeah with yeah. boyd chase and higgins right they're, right they're pretty loaded exactly exactly <clears throat> yeah, so we get to see some of these uh, names, like uh, Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What 
where did he come from? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, what, what are you doing throwing this guy? He caught it, so it, it's all that matters. <laughs> no, it's because of backup. Yeah. Really what that was. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that Akers didn't do more than what he did. He, I was, this is ever since halftime at Kansas City, the Cincinnati defense has stuffed the run, which right. they hadn't done all damn year. Right, right. But they just started stuffing the run. Yeah, and they played well. I mean, really, really well. well. Really well. Yeah, I mean, they, they could have won that game. They could have won it. But hats off to the Rams. It was a great game. Yeah, I mean, they sold uh, the future for yep. a ring now, and yep, they yep. got their ring now. Yep, they did. They did exactly what they said they were going to do. And... and you look at Stafford's numbers, yeah, well, they're they not spectacular, no. but he was big when it counted. Correct. Correct. He had his championship moment. Yeah. Correct. He had to carry that team for a drive, and he did. Yeah, and, and he can. And after he threw that second pick, I was like, uh-oh, you guys better watch out, because, uh, I mean, I know Stafford. Yeah. All right? <laughs> I know Stafford a lot. He's getting one back. Yeah. He's going to get one back now. Yeah. Uh, he, he's just that kind of quarterback that um, once he gets those those picks out of the way, you better watch yourself because he can be, you know, top five quarterback whenever he's, he's actually throwing it good. I think he got a little rattled later on in the game because he there's a couple of passes that eh, got away from him. Yeah. But uh, he, well, and how about both quarterbacks? Stafford and Burrow both. Yeah. On yeah. almost back to back drives. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Stafford, when he had his ankle turned every which way except for the way it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that kid's going back in. Don't even sweat that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then fucking Burrow That's got... just what he does. And, of course, he's on the sideline taping up, and he's, yeah. Yeah. The Burrow, I was like, oh, shit. Right. We we called it done there. Game's over. Yeah, well. Well. No. That's what you would think. Yeah, that's what you would think. But, hey, kid's got the heart of a champion. Kid came yeah. back, man. Yep. Fuck you. I'm going back. And that was a surgically repaired knee. Yeah. yeah. To boot. Yeah, they got to get rid of all this turf. It's killing guys, man. This turf is killing people, yeah, man. Yeah, it's it, fast, but... Yeah, it's, yeah, and I really like that, that it's fast. But unfortunately, if it's going to cost knees, mm-hmm. it, it ain't worth it. Man. Well, and when you look at the price of players today, yeah. <laughs> do you really want to lose Joe Burrow for his career? Yeah, exactly. So Jamar Chase can be 0.2 seconds faster? Yeah. Correct. Correct. <laughs> uh, now it's your hundred million bucks. You do what you got to do, Scotty P. Right. Right. And I mean, in some of the controlled environments too, it's why not? Why not do it? Right. But don't do it like the slurs do. <laughs> you mean don't? No. Just... They, they've got a grass surface, all natural surface. Uh, I guess they that... spend what fifty bucks a year on it. Yeah. It's a Apparently, that's the most dangerous piece of property in America. Yeah. 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 Insurance on that. It's, yeah. cost, <laughs> it's cost almost a billion dollars by now. Yeah. Uh-huh. In careers. Yeah, it's been a lot. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Notice how uh, Stafford kept clean? Yeah, two sacks. Yeah. Two sacks on him. Oh. I mean, that's... It's not too bad. No, that's good. That's really good in today's NFL, man. Only getting two sacks put on a quarterback. That that means your your line really held up. And now, yeah. uh, Whitworth. Yeah, Whitworth's gone. Gonzo. 
He's gone, too. I was going to say, did you talk to Josh anymore about what we discussed uh, Sunday? I, we did a little bit after. after. Uh, Stafford's got his ring. Right. He ain't got shit else to prove. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Whitworth, of course, is gone. Beckham Jr. coming off of multiple seasons in a row with season, injury, injury, yeah. injury. Yeah. Hey, he's got a ring now. Yeah. Does yeah. he really have anything to prove? I don't think he's got anything to prove. Do I think he'll come back? Yes. But do I think he'll come to, back to the Rams? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Uh, uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, he's got his ring. Six years a, in. He's a walk-in first ballot yeah. unanimous Hall of Famer. Yeah. With his ring now. Yeah. Yeah. To uh, me, he's done. Got nothing I mean, to prove. To, to me, I, th I think if I was Aaron Donald, you know, the money's been good, but I got enough of it now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't need anybody taking any more shots at my knees. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a smart kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the reason why I'm like, hey, you may, you guys may end up losing him too. And uh, What about Von Miller? Because yeah. Von Miller only had a one-year contract with the Rams yeah. this year. Yep. So. And he's already got a ring. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this second, right? And we know he's made plenty of money in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kid's been paid. Yeah. Been yeah. good. I mean, if he wants to stick it out, he can He can do that, but... He doesn't have anything to prove. Everybody knows what he is. Right, right. So, the the likelihood of some of these guys coming back versus the likelihood of some of them not coming back. I think back, the further we get into it... How much detangled, or not detangled, but... Detached. Detached. Yeah. Are we looking at a Rams for next year? I mean, do we honestly think that they're going to be going for another Super Bowl run? No, I do Right not. off the bat. I if if McVeigh's not there, and that's what oh, I was getting ready yeah. to bring up, is yeah. uh, McVeigh had already you know let it slip, and then you know he had to adjust his words during the last media day interview with ESPN. You know he's looking at focusing on family time. Yeah. And if he retires from coaching, he's going to make more money at the broadcast booth. Uh -huh. He's going oh, to get paid as a coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good-looking young dude like that. Yeah, he's he's going to take that Madden spot. I'm telling you right it's now. Right there. Well, everybody actually, knows yeah. it's right there. Yeah. And Col isn't Collinsworth and um, Al Michaels? Al Michaels gone. Oh yeah. 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 That's right. So you can really see McVeigh. I mean, shooting into that. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of different. There's tons of opportunities out exactly. there to make way more money. Right. That requires so much less time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, you could you could even see like Von Miller. Stepping into the booth, he's you know, a guys smart, like he's that. Been on, he's mm -hmm. been he's filled in on TV, yeah, several times. Right. He's a smart cat, yeah. good-looking dude. Yeah. He yeah. knows what the hell he's talking about. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah he he, could, he makes some bank. Yeah. yeah without uh, getting hit. Yeah, and the way it, it's going with the contracts and everything, and if uh, if uh, Amazon gets their oh, yeah. their slice of the pie coming oh, yeah. up, you know they're going to. You oh, know, absolutely. You uh, know they're going to. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's just. Inevitable, you're going to need more guys. Yeah, yeah, out there to announce and. and push Would you them. rather make twice what you're making, getting your ass beat every week, <laughs> right. or uh, rather make twice of what you're making to uh, kick back on the couch and look good? Exactly, exactly. And and some of our our old guys that uh, have been around for a while, uh, Brad Shaw and and those others. That yeah, well, everybody it, knows. And they're it's getting to, to the point, the though. Game. Yeah, because, right. I mean, you can only go for so long before, hey, coach, you've already said the same 15 things. And and <laughs> even if it's not that, I mean, to me, I mean, 
like Bradshaw, for instance, uh-huh. he's such a people guy. You know, yeah, everybody just yeah. just loves him. You know, it just adores the guy. But after we're leaving his generation, though. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, after a certain period of time, it's it's the, the it's progress time. goes. Yeah. Look, you at know? A, look at Andy Reid and Philly. Right. Yeah. Right. They weren't losing, mm-hmm. but they weren't winning that ring. Crap. Yeah. It's just it's time for a change. Right. And that's they shot that that shot and yeah. with uh, Peterson, I do believe yeah, too. Uh-huh. And a yeah. Ring. Right. Boom. Uh, Peterson was second, wasn't he? Second coach. No, he went, yeah, yeah, it was, was Peterson it? after yeah. Chip Kelly. Oh, it was then. Chip, and Chip went on a good, great run, uh, smoked in the playoffs. Yeah. Fired yeah. after his second year. Yeah. In comes Peterson. Yeah. Hey, yeah. ring. Yeah. How do? Why do I remember all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the reason why I'm on the show still. Because <laughs> of all the time and effort we put in on the research side and all, all the statisticians and historians on the back end that yeah. feed us all of our information. Oh, yeah. Wait, we got... Hey, we're just... Okay, we're... Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really got the guys to do the research and put the papers in our hand or on our tablets or whatever. Up there on the teleprompter for us. Yeah. Well, we don't have one of those either. Thanks, that. Squatch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You know what this weekly budget is? It's $2. Hey, that's $2 more than a lot of people have. See? <laughs> Someone's got to power the lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to start a charity. <laughs> so, Go fund me. So since we're ending the Super Bowl, all right? The Super Bowl is done. It's played out. It's played its portion. Uh, some of us really didn't even care about watching the Super Bowl. All right, some some did, but a lot of us with uh, really good draft picks coming up. Yeah, we've been so focused, yeah. narrow-minded yeah. into the draft. I mean, oh my, it can change some futures. <laughs> uh, and whenever I first went into this draft, too, you know, just take a look. I was like. Everybody's so screwed. I think this draft is down. Um, that was my first impression was this draft is not going to be as good. And I start digging. And, yeah. and whenever you start, you know, picking up the layers, you go, holy You get a dig past what all the talking heads on TV yeah. are saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, when you start hit, When you start hitting up and reading and studying the non-TV scouts yep. and see where they're digging and looking. Yeah. There's a lot of shit there. And, and yeah, then that's exactly what I'm talking about. Whenever you start watching the tape and you start examining each one of the guys. Nobody on TV telling you, oh, no, this is going to be what's going to happen. Right. Has watched any damn tape. Right. No. Right. No, they're just reading bullet points from yep. somebody some, from one of those statisticians that yep. they can yeah. they still employ. still haven't watched any tape. They just looked no. at some stats and broke it down. Broke that's it. it. All they do is just look at the numbers. They don't yeah. look at the gameplay. They don't look no. at the opponents and actually break anything down. It's just, yeah, he ran for, you know, 700 yards. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's good enough. And to me, I, I watch it. I'm watching the, the technique on some of these guys, and I'm just, my mind's friggin' blown. Uh, what's his name? The uh, who was a potential number one overall pick, the Oregon kid. Yeah, yeah, Thibodeau. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now, now everybody's watching tape. They love his size, his strength. Right. They're like his flexibility is extremely suspect, and there's some tape there that they're thinking he probably might not even go in the top five now. Right. Right. Like 
But yeah, I look at the previous Oregon outside linebacker that was a surefire top five. Yeah. How do you pan out in the NFL? Right. With all those exact same characteristics. But there's one thing, being the number one, I mean, guy in the country. I mean, you look at the pedigree that this guy's came from as far as a, a high school. Right. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he was one of the most highly touted right. guys was. coming out. And, I mean, holy shit. But now we're going to judge him based off of only a few years of his play to where he hasn't reached that, that potential to it. All right? So, <clears throat> to me, I'm like, if you're going to judge a guy that's going into his, what, junior year or so? And see, I, I think that um, when we're kind of when we're getting down to judging potential now, yeah. it's different than what it was 10 years ago because 10 years ago, these kids weren't funneled through academies. Yeah. Where they, yeah. Were, they were funneled to the top program with the top nutrition, the top coaches, the top technique, everything. Right. And right. this generation come up, coming up has been. Like, by the time you reach your junior year in college, you're probably uh, sitting pretty close to your, uh, your ceiling. You might have a little more to go. Right. Depending on position yeah but if certain positions you probably are what you are by now yeah and and i mean in theory i agree uh but as long as a name keeps coming up and and you know different names that'll come up on me and i'm like "Ah, joe burrow yeah uh whenever he he sucked (laughs) (laughs) burrow he, he kind of sucked in college until the last year. Uh, and, yeah, he, he turned it all around. And and I get why you say that, but that also wasn't really him turning it around as much as uh, they kicked the offensive coordinator out of the damn building. Right. And brought in the new Joe Brady and mm-hmm. the new coordinator to fire it up and get, get it going because they knew what they had in-house. Right. And it, they were still set up for Leonard Fournette. Yeah. And didn't have Leonard Fournette. They had Chase and Jefferson, Burrow. They had all these guns, and the offense wasn't set up to use them because of the system that the old coordinator had. Right, right. So it was really something just super simple, like, uh, let, we need a new way of thinking. Yeah, yeah, and, and I can definitely see that as well. Um, moving on to uh, Hutch, which would be the next guy over, right? And he is, because I've watched... A ton of tape on him. He's still, it's still looking early on. Right. Like he's still projected at one, two, period. Right. And and he's getting most of the love. I mean, he had stats, so, I mean, stats yeah. help. Um, but he wasn't the only one that was out there rushing the quarterback. Right. All right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> when, whenever I, I was watching his tape uh, for him, it was a lot of... How can I say this? The quarterback coming to him. Right, being pushed to him from the other side. Correct. Yeah. And and, and a lot of those sacks, that was that was pretty relevant. Gift mean, rap. Yeah, gift yeah. rap. And, and a lot of it was like that. But I, I just really wanted to get into, nah, since we care about, you know, other people's teams on this show. Well, let's uh, take a pause for the cause real quick. Okay. And then we'll get into it. And back in. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about the draft, and we're talking about a, a number one pick for, who is this? Jacksonville. All right, not Jacksonville, but whose draft? McShay or? McShay's. McShay's draft. It's got Evan O'Neill top going over. 
uh, yeah, to Jacksonville. Um, Neil is a bad son of a pup. Uh, his, his hand, the, the pop that he gets, pop on it, yep. he is just, he can just level any single player. He's, he's massive strong, so, I mean, for Jacksonville to get that guy, as long as he's not protecting anyone, he's, I don't think he's the best uh, pass, pass protection pass, yeah. uh, uh, tackle in, in the game right now. But I'll tell you what. And I think there's a lot of consensus on that. Yeah. But the, the consensus is also uh, Jacksonville's O-line blows. Yeah. Any piece you put there is just going to be an upgrade. Right, right. And, and that's fair to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair to say. I mean, uh, yeah, from, from the problems that you've seen from whenever it was uh, Minshew's offense and then over to Lawrence's offense, Minshew was getting sacked and hit yeah, left and he was right. Getting, and he's he's a really mobile guy, and he's, and he's a smaller dude too. Exactly, but I mean, it's really hard to throw any kind of pass with somebody yeah. landing in your lap. So it's just well, yeah. look at poor James Robinson in the year he had. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. He Fifty million dollar halfback because he was good, and he couldn't get three yards behind that offensive line. Right. I was glad to see they started using him at the end of the year after uh, Lawrence threw a fit. <laughs> Lawrence yeah. threw a fit, and their coach is gone. Um, that was just that was horrible, and uh, but it's all good. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, I, I I don't actually have the Lions taking a defensive end with that pick. Um, everybody else has been telling me that's exactly what they need. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it, I don't I don't know I don't know. You you'd rather see him trade back, get a couple extra. They, they have to, in my eyes. You have to trade that pick off. If you look in, I forgot what week it was. I, it was either week 18 or the first round of the playoffs where they pulled up the stat of Detroit and how many players yeah. they have on their team from the past three years that they drafted. And they had the lowest number in the NFL. Correct. Because there's no talent there. Yeah. Yeah, the, the talent level for Detroit just isn't there. No, no, and 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 to me, it's don't get me wrong. This last draft that we had, we got some talented yeah, players. It was a lot better. All right, it was a lot better. And and I look at that great. Uh, sometimes whenever you're just drafting need, it goes all wrong for you, man. Instead of best available. Right, right. That way you might not be what you need, but you know that's talent. Yeah. yeah, at least you can get something out of it. Yeah. If you want to use that guy and another uh, pick, you can trade up next year if yeah. you have an abundance of talent. But that's the problem is getting the talent. <laughs> you know? Well, look at Belichick with his quarterbacks. Right. right. In New England. We got Brady. Cool. We draft Garoppolo. Cool. We draft Brissett. Right. Hey, there's a second, two second round picks just because. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And the other kid from USC that was a backup. Castle. Castle. Yep. Yeah. Did only had one snap in college. Yeah, exactly. It, I, I yeah. really do understand, you know, why you would do what you do sometimes. Yep. Uh, most definitely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I expect them to trade out of the pick. I would like them to because... I don't think Aiden Hutchinson is that generational talent like a J.J. Watt a Von Miller an Aaron Donald I think he's he, he, he'd be a solid Pro Bowl player right right and, and but yeah and, and I'm gonna agree with you on that 
uh, because of I've seen him get wiped out on run plays. All right, and that's where everybody's like, "Oh, he's pretty good against the run." You need to go watch the tape. I seen him get wiped out. Now that's where they just watch the highlight reel, right? Yep. Instead of right. watching the game. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's like I've seen him just get washed out of the play entirely too many times, to where I'm like, okay, uh, he he's good. He he can rush a passer, uh, but not play that that part of the defense. I'd rather have Chase Young at number two. Right. Right. And you know, but we'll we'll continue to go on to you know the the way that it works. Uh, Texans, I get they got uh, Hamilton. Hamilton's ultra ultra athletic. Um, this would be a really good spot for him. But safeties don't get drafted third overall. No, no. If you're Houston, uh, no, <laughs> you've got a lot more issues how, other than safety. Yeah, how, how much sense does that make for you to make that none, pick? None, none, none. I mean, it's not an impactful pick. And we, and we saw it recently, Jamal Adams deserved to get drafted where he got drafted. Right, right. It wasn't mm-hmm. worth that position. Exactly. It just wasn't. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, uh, uh, Quandry Diggs, what round did he get drafted in? <laughs> exactly. Third round or whatever it was. Hey, yeah. how he work out? Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Imagine that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Jets, yeah, they need somebody to uh, protect. Yeah. They, they absolutely do. Um... We'll, we'll see how this plays out because there's a lot we're, of needs for that team right. too. And we're still early in the process. This is McShay's 2.0. Right. Yeah, right. We're gonna get to eight <laughs> coming up. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and they have Giants drafting. I don't think uh, because of the pedigree and what he was put into. I don't. I don't know. I, I think somebody's gonna take a. a chance on Thibodeau uh, earlier. Earlier. Yeah, I think somebody will actually move up for him specifically. Um, but Which, that would put your Detroit pick right into play. Right. Right. And that that's what I think. That's what you're hoping. Uh, well, you're at least for sure hoping. I, I, I'm almost sure it's going to happen too, but we'll, we'll see how that, that pans out. I mean, I mean, if Neil isn't the first one off of that board, Detroit is going to get be fielding some calls. Yeah. Uh, immediately. Yeah. Because everybody is going to go. And um, the one thing Detroit doesn't actually need. Right. Is a tackle. Correct. Actually looking good at tackle. Yeah. And some of these guys, I mean, and if Neil, you know, doesn't get picked, uh, a lot of other smaller teams are going to go, wait a second. I, I mean, have the a, Rams would come calling, but right. you already got all the damn picks. <laughs> right, right. And who knows? I mean, you just never know. But <clears throat> I, I look at that. It, it's a good thing either way. Uh, Giants have to do something, though. I mean, I'm, I'm going all the way down. Sauce, I don't think he's going there. But um, I think he'd be hard-pressed. Hard yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that's probably where Pickett's going. Uh, uh, right now, I think he's got Pickett, the first quarterback off the board, at 11. Right. At 11. And my thing is, is quarterbacks, uh, what's the big deal if, if you get somebody at six? It's not. No, it, it's it, not. It, if it's, nah. it could, could be six it, rings. It, it's not a problem. <laughs> right. But the problem we keep running into is... Well, I gotta have a guy, so that's my guy. Yeah. Instead of seeing a guy and going, that's my guy. Right. 
we, we've got a need so bad that we go find our guy regardless of what he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And put him in impossible situations. And it's nothing new. It's been happening for quite a while in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of reaches. Yeah. A lot of reaches, real early. So, like, I mean. Like I was telling you, I don't see a quarterback in this draft I would take above 20. Right. It's right. not one of them. And, and to me, I'm like, some of the talent level, uh, it's sneaky. Uh, it's sneaky. You don't know what you're what you're really getting. Well, I get that. I, I understand that part of it, but I also understand uh, college has how many players in it? Yeah, yeah. And the NFL has how many players in it? Yeah, yeah. It, best of the best of you, the best. You only yeah. see one percent. So if you're sneaky in college, right? Probably ain't gonna be that sneaky in the NFL. Yeah. Mahomes was good in college. Yeah. It just wasn't there to win a lot of games and win a lot of championships because of the, the style they play. Yeah. Right. But whenever you have something like a guy that's got a four to one touchdown to interception ratio, you still go, eh, that. That's at least something to dig into. Exactly. Am exactly. I, am I saying that needs to be number six overall? I'm probably not. Right. Right. And, and that's fair to say, too. That's fair to say. But now, will GMs do that? They absolutely will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if there's nothing out there, you can always take a gamble. You know? If there's nothing out there, I would understand that, actually. I, right. I could at least wrap, wrap my brain around it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes taking a gamble does pay off. Yeah. And, mm. hey, uh, it's like, like the whole Mahomes thing. I mean, that was a gamble. Yeah, because yeah. his mechanics were horrible. Everything was good except for his mechanics right right that was the whole knock in the, from all the nfl scouts was his mechanics right like i'm not a big believer in mechanics though i'm a believer in winning football games right right and he just didn't win enough yeah he threw for a lot of yards a lot of touchdowns oh yeah <laughs> yeah well his mechanics were bad because he was thrown from all over the place because well yeah, could block. Offensive line suck. <laughs> yeah <laughs> duh <laughs> yep and you, you gotta improvise too, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> no, and I'm I'm just looking at this draft from a completely different point of view. I like the the Giants type of thing that they got going on right now. I don't know if they're gonna make a wheeling deal for uh, uh, Watson or whatever's going on. They have the picks to do it. They do. Yeah. You know, um, they have the players that I, they could send over. And I mean, if you're the Giants. Why would you not? Yeah, yeah. Why and would you not get to Sean Watson in New York? Right. Oh. Right. That's, and you've got, I mean, toss out Tony. That was, I, I, <laughs> I laughed my ass off when they made that pick. Yeah. Yeah, you could have got a better dude in the sixth round. <laughs> but whatever. You right. made it. So, whatever. But outside of Tony, they've got weapons and pieces on offense on the outside. And if you can get Barkley back, okay. Mm -hmm. He's a monster. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you're just missing that one thing. That's not a bad thing to have. Right, right. Uh, offensive line would be nice for them to have, yeah. though, too. I'm just saying. Uh, That's why they had uh, O-Lyman slated on, on their second pick. Yeah. <laughs> but Andrew Thomas, who plays for him, he's awesome. He's gotten... He, he had got off to a rough, rough month. And then just continually picked up, picked yeah. up, picked up. Like Detroit with Penny Sewell, when the pick was made, I already knew it's going to take that kid a year. He just set out a year. Yeah. yeah. 
But he still doesn't. But he's it. still. <laughs> yeah. He's that's still a great pick to have him slide back that far. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course they start him instantaneously left tackle. He's our guy. Like, well shit, he's getting run over. Yeah, he just came off the couch. <laughs> I don't know. They slid him to right tackle, put Decker back at left tackle, and you just saw Penny Sewell just grow week after week after week after week. Penny, he started off at right tackle, all right? That's where, where his natural lineman was. Week one, Decker got injured. There you go. He had, they had to slide him over to left. Uh, he, he blocked out Bosa without allowing a sack. Yeah. Shut his ass the fuck down. No, the kid's um, good. Yeah, but he, he did... He did have uh, definitely some some lumps growing. But All right. that, I mean, that was what everybody should have expected. Right. But I mean, like after each one of his games, the guys that, that were going against him came out and said, "This guy's special." Yeah, he's the real dude. Yeah, he he's got it going on. And that's what I'm saying is just you can watch him every week. Right. Get better. Get better. Get better. Get better. Get better. <laughs> and that's the tenacious streak that he has because he's like, "Hey, I can do it." You and to, to get that at number eight, I mean, go back and look at when where Jonathan Ogden was drafted. Mm-hmm. 10 or 11. Go back to that draft. He's a slam dunk number one overall. Right. Right. Uh, we could be seeing that out of Penny Soul, too. Yeah. I'm almost guaranteeing it because I've, I've watched him enough. You <laughs> Kids good. I went through his, all his college tape because I'm, yeah. I'm nitpicky. Cool. And everybody <coughs> set out the year. Who cares? Right. That's l- that's less pounding on his body. He'll right. make that up in the NFL. Give him a year. Absolutely. But we got a, a ton of picks for, uh, you know, the not well. Jets have two picks in the top ten. Yeah. And that's, that's three, still yeah. That's big time. Jets have two picks top ten. Giants have two picks top ten. Uh, you're gonna see something going on there. Um, it's it's eventual. Something's going to happen. Uh, There will be reaches. The Jets I'm unsure about. Maybe an offensive line. But outside of that, I mean, they just got their quarterback. Yep. Mm -hmm. New coach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll we'll see. I I wouldn't... Maybe see him reach an offensive line. Maybe snag somebody a couple picks early, but... Yeah, and very good. If you know that's the best offensive lineman there... Right. Sometimes you do have to... Screw it. We got to have him. Exactly. Can't afford to let anybody jump us to get him. Right. Yeah, this is the the draft to where you kind of look at and you go, what what are these guys going to, you know? McShay was, talk, was talking about that today, too. He's like, you you could see some that everybody's going to say it's a reach. Yep. But that is the best player at that position. Right. And if a team needs him, that's who they got to have. They're going to reach a little just to make sure they get their guy that they've got to have. Right, right. I don't know. It's it's going to be a, a really good draft. It could um, be a really weird one. Yeah. It's going to be really, really good. Uh, some of the cornerbacks they got going on, uh, Stingley, Gardner, and McDuffie. Yeah. Uh, they're the, the trio that everybody's talking about. Uh, well, it's a lineage. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't hurt. Well, my thing is... I don't want to say it. There's other guys out there that probably can outperform one or two of those guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. LSU shut down a lot of dudes this year. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm, no, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> but, I mean, th- this is something that everybody's telling me, oh, these guys are the best. These guys are the best. Yeah. And, okay, 
I did do a little research and digging, okay? I found a guy that's ranked 326th overall in the nation, okay? So that means he's an undrafted free agent. Yeah. yeah. All right? All right. Uh, his name's Jaquan McMillan. He comes from ECU, all oh. right? Yeah. The dude's 5'10", probably 5'9". About, about 185 to 190 pounds. Uh, he led the FBS in interceptions for passes, passes defensed, second highest PFF grading of any corner. All right. Uh, he is, this is his, well, just got done with his third year. Right. So, so he's, he's still draft eligible. He's F- got yeah. eligibility left or he's draft and, eligible too. And he's young. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. So he was a three-star prospect, All-American, also an All-American, AP All-American. We're talking about the 326th ranked guy. Where did that, he transfer from? Nowhere. He started in ECU? Correct. That's the reason why nobody's even heard of this dude. Okay. And 2019, he played 12 games. All right. Th- no. Let, let me just... <laughs> Try to get this all out, all right? Because yeah. my numbers are a little... A little running together. Yeah, a little running together. Yeah. 2019, he went ahead. He got 38 tackles in 12 games, one tackle for loss, three interceptions, nine pass deflections, forced fumble, all right? 19... No, yeah. yeah. 2020. <laughs> I love this thing. Nine games, 33 tackles, no tackles for loss, four interceptions. Uh, and this is less... You know, only had three passes deflected or something like that. Uh, no fumbles. This year, 12, uh, 12 games, 56 tackles, four for loss, five interceptions, 16 passes defensed. Also fumble and a forced fumble, and I think it's two recovered. And see, I, I get that the, the pick totals are <clears throat> sexy. Mm-hmm. The number that I actually pay way more attention to is the passes defensed. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Because if you're defending them, whether you're picking them off or not, they're not catching that shit. Exactly. Correct. So you can have, if you have 10 picks, zero passes defense, and you just gave up 30, 45 plus yard plays. Uh Right. Are you really that good? Right. Right. And and that's the reason why whenever you get like a a higher PFF rating, that really tells you how many blown coverages that that you've hit into Mm -hmm. because they go against the yards and, and the dictational outcomes. The only time I've saw the PFF scale go wrong, mm-hmm. and I've only saw it one time out of every one that I saw them grade and go and look at every snap, every play, because that's what they do. Right. The only time is actually Trayvon Diggs. Right. Right. And they just they, they, they undervalue interceptions. They undervalue. They overvalue the the big play get given up. Right. Right. And to me, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He gave up the number. He was the leading corner for big plays. Right. Given up. Okay, but he also take away the picks. Look at the rest of the stat line. Right. It's the rest of that stat line that it, I don't feel like was included with it. Right. I think they undervalue the the interceptions that uh, the players get, and they uh, put into the such a negative into those big plays. Yeah. All right. Um, whenever you're leading the league, kind of like this guy. Yeah. When you're leading in picks and passes defense. Right. And plus you've got 10 tackles for loss as a corner. Yeah. yeah. And that plays an off fumbles. zone. Yeah. He's, he's an off zone corner. So 
that you don't typically get many uh, tackles for losses or anything playing out of the off zone. All right, it just <laughs> and that could be a lot why he's devalued in the NFL when it comes to the NFL too, because the NFL you're gonna get you're gonna get a premium put on you for being a lockdown man up corner. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas if you're a zone corner, yeah, we can find those undrafted. Right. Right. Um, what was that guy? Uh, Charles Harris Jr. Yeah. Uh, Chris Harris. Yeah, Chris Harris yeah. Jr. Uh, you telling me he's he's not a good player? You know, maybe nobody thinks that. But if, you know yeah, what I mean? You know he's a great corner. <laughs> right. And, and it's the same. It's the same kind of you know yep. that that you could you that's, could equate that's why that you to. You get devalued a little bit. Yeah. I mean, look look at Gayu. Right. You right. got Chris Harris and Akeem Talib. Yeah. How did you not win the champion, Big 12 championship for four years in a row? Right, right. <laughs> Come on, man. Right. Everybody knows those are all pro cornerbacks in the NFL. Exactly. The hell, how the hell do you jack that up? And, and that's the reason why, to me, uh, like I said, finding sleepers, steals, <laughs> things like that, that guy checks all, every freaking box. And this box. Is where it comes down to the teams and their scouting departments. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Because this guy's out there just to be had. Yeah. It's, to me... That's a t- hey, that's a call on day four after the draft. Hey, we'll give you twenty five grand sign on bonus. Uh, come over. And to me, I wouldn't let it get to that point. I would I would trade next next year's uh, seventh and the sixth and get my guy, just to make sure nobody outbids me on that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You know, like, I, go back to Belichick. Was anybody going to take Brady? No. Right. No. One ninety nine, sixth round. Let's right. go. Right. Hey guys, I hate to do this to you, but we're gonna have to initiate another pause for the cause. Back. Back. Okay, so I was talking about that uh, Jaquan McMillan, and you know, Mm -hmm. everything was all good. I I was just, I was just wanting to, uh, you know, say there's steals and deals out there. Uh, For me, that would be one of the guys that I'd be interested in. Yeah. If I was a, if I was a scout, I'd be. I'd be there. So, right. in your professional opinion, do you do you think he'll be undrafted, or do you think he'll actually get to go in sixth uh, or seventh? Typically, guys like that, they're they're undrafted, yeah. um, just because of that overall rank kills them. Mm-hmm. All right, but it is still early. Combine We've got invite. Well, that's the thing. He didn't get combine invite, even though he's got the product, you know, production yeah. to go out there. Which, in my eyes, that's. That's kind of jank, man. <laughs> I know if I was out there, I mean, he still has pro D- days and yeah. everything else, yeah. but but it's really hard for some of these teams to send guy out. And whenever. It's, it's still really early to say that he's he's out of the combine. Shit happens all the way up until the combine. Yeah, and he could still slide in. Yeah, and, and get more eyeballs. He needs it. He needs it. Uh, you know, since he's coming out early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to me. Since he, he has that growth, um, and that's from every one of the year. things that I, that the NFL needs to do is they need to adjust to to do what the NBA is doing that will allow a kid to declare for the draft, not hire an agent, right? And if they don't like where they get drafted, yeah, go screw back. Screw you, go, I'm going back, go to, back school. to school. Right, right, yeah. <clears throat> and I agree with that. And that's the thing is, I understand why he went out because his coach gone bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if your coach is gone, you don't you don't know what the future is going to hold for right. you. Yeah. Um, 
And, well, it, it's just, it's a smart move. It really is. I'm, I know he didn't intentionally go to do that. Right. But it, it's just victim of circumstance right now. And it happens. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I, if I was a team, I'd definitely be looking in his direction, especially for the later rounds. So. Okay. Speaking of the draft, uh, you scroll down to 11, you get McShay. Yep. Yeah. With Kenny Pickett coming off the board to the slurs. Mm -hmm. And I actually agree with McShay. I've got Malik Willis from Liberty as the number one quarterback in this draft. Gotcha. Not Kenny Pickett. Right. I think the one double A kid is just better. Okay. I know people like because he's a little bit more mobile. What Pickett is too. He's got a much bigger arm than Pickett to boot. Yep. And I mean a much bigger arm. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's as accurate though. Probably not as accurate, but Pickett's not the most accurate. Yeah, it's seventy percent. That's pretty good. But there, most of his stuff is underneath or on a wide open receiver. Um, when it comes to the the most accurate deep ball passer in the draft, it's actually your kid from North Carolina. Right, Hal. Yeah, he Hal ranks number one. Right. He's getting pushed back a lot because of the Baker drama. Right, right. Because he compares to Baker quite a bit. Even though, I don't know, since you brought up Baker... Well, you should probably just chuck him and get rid of him. He only played the whole fucking year with a torn labrum. <laughs> you, 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 you bring up Baker, though. His his good year was his rookie year, right? Whenever you should have started him from week one, but refused to. And started in week six. I'm, I'm just saying. You know, his, his good year was his rookie year. Um, he's had... He's got talent. He had talent at wide receiver position. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's evident. And how Odell Beckham didn't get involved in all of that. I think it's just that team. Uh, I, I don't know what it is about that team. The, the curse. I the think curse it is, is man. <laughs> I do. One of the most talented rosters going into the year. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't... It makes zero sense. <sighs> Yeah, with the fall of Roethlisberger and everything that happened with the Ravens. and yeah, should have walked I mean, in. Yeah, just easy. Yeah, nope. Easy peasy. Let no. me squeezy. I don't know what it is about that team and that organization, the whole franchise, but something just can't get right. Right, right. Uh, yeah. I think it's hard to pin any of it all on one one person in the building. Right. But you damn well know that the media is going no, to. No, no, it's Baker's fault. You should yeah. get rid of him. We told you. Get rid of him. Worthless. Uh, Four years, four Worthless. different offensive coordinators, two of them in one year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's clearly that kid's fault playing four different offensive coordinators in the Torn Labor. Yeah. Hey, wait a second. Should have been better. All those offensive coordinators are starting to make it sound like Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess where his head coach came from. Yeah. Hey, just saying. <laughs> but... Yeah. But I really wanted to get to this quarterback pick to talk about your quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when are you guys drafting a quarterback? I'm, we're not. Oh, so you're satisfied? See, should, I am. Should be. Fucking should be. I am, but apparently the rest of the population is not. I, I think they're Why? nuts. I completely what? agree with you, and that's why I wanted to get into it. If you look at what Goff, and specifically, Amon Ross St. Brown did, yeah. uh -huh. as the year progressed... Yeah. Just like with Penny Sewell. Yeah. They just kept getting better, kept getting better, kept getting better. Right. 
uh, the last five weeks of the year, Amon Ross St. Brown was a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Right. Not a top five rookie. Right. A top five receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys are coming along nicely. Right. The O-line's coming along nicely. Keep Swift healthy. Uh, get another piece in there. I agree. Looks good. Yeah. It looks good. <clears throat> um, yeah, there, there's a lot that was going on last year with the uh, the Lions. They played really good. Uh, and there's quite a few games that they, they probably should have won. Well, there's two games that we can specifically point to that yeah. they were cheated out of wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can probably say the Vikings game. <laughs> uh, the Ravens game, whenever yeah. it was game. Yeah. yeah. No, the Ravens Ravens were given an extra down to kick the game-winning walk-off field goal. Yep. The yep. NFL field goal record. Well. Yeah. There's that one. <laughs> you see, I don't really like to go into all of that. And Probably don't want to get into it since you're sitting with the number two overall pick. Well, not really that. Because I have us trading out of it. And I don't know. If Neil doesn't go number one I think uh, you're probably going to see a trade uh, with the uh, Giants I'm thinking uh, Detroit gives up their uh, number 2 and number 32 to the Giants for 5 and 7 now going by uh, uh, not Troy Hickman Jimmy Johnson's uh, draft chart right? the points for it equal for the number 2 and 32 is 3190 and for the 5 and 7 together 32 even that's pretty close that's really close and pretty close typically you you pay a premium for going up right well you have to right no and And to me and jimmy's uh little uh point board is still the point board they work off of net today right they they haven't changed it one bit And, and, and to me the way i look at it if that that happens you go with well the five and seven pick you're paying uh 11.2 mil Yep. In contracts with the number two and 32 together, they go 9.4. So it saves you a couple million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which actually for the, for, <laughs> for the Giants. In the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. For the Giants, uh, they, they probably don't mind that too much. I was going to say they're hitting the cap pretty hard. Yeah. A they're lot screwed. of teams are. Yeah. They're, they're pretty screwed. They're uh, 10, 10 mil, I think, over the cap right now. That's actually pretty good yeah. this year's NFL. Well, <sighs> the Saints are number one. They're like 50 some mil over. It's yeah. uh, and, Drew Brees dead money. Yeah, and the Pack's number two at 40 some mil over. And it it starts to trim down a little from there, but half the league is over the cap. Right. As of right now. Right. Fuck. I was I actually had this plan for the uh, the Giants uh, if they. If they did do that trade, right? So that would leave them with, uh, well, of course, two firsts, second, two thirds, two fourths, a fifth, a sixth, and two sevenths, right? Uh, if they could get McMillan with one of those seventh picks, that'd help clear up for the cornerback because I I think they're probably either going to, well, they might trade their one that they just freaking signed not too long ago and split the, split oh, the difference yeah, yeah. with them. Yeah, Bradbury. Either that or the, a lot of teams are going to be doing a lot of restructuring this offseason. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's one of the parts to it that I've seen, too. It was they are definitely going to have to uh, do, do some restructures with uh, Williams, Galladay, and Martinez. Yeah. 
if they do those those three they'll save could be up to uh 20 mil or so right off of those uh void out soldier uh yeah james bradbury was the one that i was talking about to where they can they can go ahead and uh trade him off because he still is a really good cornerback um get some kind of capital out of it and then spread the dead cap hit over uh two years if they do it at the right time uh get rid of riley dixon their punter uh sterling shepherd you you'd save eight eight and a half mil if yeah and, and it sucks when it comes to somebody like sterling shepherd because he's just consistent productive right right but yeah you save so much money by getting a fourth round wide receiver right exactly that it's cost benefit analysis and yeah and Kyle Rudolph, you save five mil off yeah. your cap. Yeah, I don't you think he'll him. be there. I think he'll just be a, a cut. Yeah, and I mean, if, if I was the Giants and did all the rest of that, I'd probably go ahead and draft up my uh, tackle that I'd need to get uh, in the end of the second round. I'm not even too sure. Uh, they may have to take one of their thirds or two of their thirds and trade them out for it. Uh, but I would definitely go in and look at uh, Trey McBride. Uh, tight end from uh, Colorado State or I mean wait a little bit longer Jalen Weimer may be there for the Texas A&M uh, they could easily trade off Barkley probably for a second so if they could do that that I, I would probably do that because then you could take your uh, second round beginning of the round picks <laughs> you know or even a little bit later on and go grab the best halfback which probably Probably Walker, but <laughs> you would think so. And 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 that's the thing. He's a he's a smash and bang kind of guy that I I, I really like. Uh, his balance is just unbelievable. Uh, but like in the fourth round, he, they could take uh, Lindstrom, the center. Uh, he was on the uh, Remington uh, finalist list. And Lindstrom is uh, well, his brother plays for Atlanta. Yeah, the center for over there at Atlanta. Everybody's got him projected around the fourth, uh, which is. I don't know how, uh, but still, uh, him and a uh, guy like James Cook, uh, the halfback from uh, Georgia, yeah, dude can straight up catch. He, he's a third down back, but he's got so much freaking upside. Just if you can catch like Reggie Bush, you know, or, or McCaffrey, you can still play a pivotal third down role, you know, in the NFL and, and scratch out a living. Well, there. not only that. I we, how many, how many backs that we saw now coming to the league getting drafted later? Yeah, yeah. Just because oh well, in college they really uses a third down back. Yeah, very. Yeah, true. but who was starting ahead of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Calm, calm down. Yeah, yeah. And hey, oh shit, that kid's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, when you're sitting behind Thurman Thomas, people only get to see you for a year. Exactly. Exactly. No shit. This is not anything new. Yeah, and and, and Cook hasn't had that opportunity to be. That, yeah. that lead guy so yeah, yeah. I, I agree completely completely with that because he can carry the ball it's just well he's not a you know between the, the tackles kind of runner you know but we, we've seen other guys that, I was going to say a lot of NFL backs nowadays just yep. aren't built like that right mm -hmm. that's what makes Henry special right yeah. right because he's either correct correct yeah. kind of so, nice that's why yeah. yeah I get that people do that and say that don't like it a lot yeah like i don't really buy into that yeah yeah and it's fair it's it you know especially when you get like look at elijah mitchell for the niners yeah 
yeah, he's not an in-between-the-tackles guy either, but when you have that run-blocking scheme, yeah, you're just hitting gaps. You're Correct. not pounding between tackles yeah. or between guards. You're hitting gaps. Absolutely. And so different offensive schemes just completely negate that. Yeah. So you're, you're, we've been sitting here with Shanahan's for, what, 35 years now? Drafted running backs in the sixth round, getting 1,500 yards a year out of them. Right. <laughs> because they don't care if you can run in between tackles. That's not what they do. Right. right. They just they scheme their blocking differently. Exactly. I mean, I, I've been watching, like, you know, uh, power blocking schemes to uh, the zone blocking yeah. schemes, things of that nature that y- you look at and you go, okay, well, you know, completely different aspects. Yeah. You know, of, of how to block somebody. Yeah. So uh, you have to have the right. You have to have the right it's offensive kind of, yeah. line, man, for each one of those. If you got the wrong guy, it sticks out like a sore thumb. So, and you know, Shanahan's are just consistent and faithful. Don't yeah. care if you weigh three thirty. Not a big plus in our offense. Right, right. Two eighty. Hey, we can do. We can work with that. Right. Yeah, I've, I've been watching. You know, a lot of the mocks and stuff, and they got like Linderbaum from uh, Iowa. Yeah. Like going down to in the thirties, and I'm like. That shit ain't happening. <laughs> it, it probably won't. We're still real early on yeah. in this whole shit. Well, I mean, he grades out. You know, well, he's number one center. I mean, point blank. But he, he can play guard, too. And I'm like, you you don't take the number one player. That's a premium. Yeah. Yeah. That, that can play both ends. And, you know, he, yeah, he's going 30-something. Right. And that's one of the problems with our 52-man, 53-man roster. Right. Well, you can only carry, legitimately on game day, no more than seven offensive linemen. Right. Uh, but there's five of them that have to be in the game, and you only got two backups for five spots. Correct. So that being able, having the game tape of being able to play two different spots, it, it's very valuable. Right, right. And that's that's one of the, the reasons why I brought up Cook too was uh, for him to be able to be a wide receiver and halfback so whenever you're carrying somebody else into that game to where you can go we can we can multi-use this guy and not know? only that then he could have taken into account special teams correct just because he didn't do a lot of returning in college doesn't mean that he can't correct they're gonna check it out in the NFL hell yeah could find a hidden return prospect Yes, there, there's I mean, quite a few. we see that every yeah. year. Yeah, there's quite a few of them in this draft, too, that could make a name for themselves real easy. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about later round picks, which is, I I love it. I love it. I, I find value that's that's in, you know, past just your normal 1 to 32. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really the backbone of building a championship team. Yeah. Is day three, four. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. If you can splash pick. Out. If you can splash pick on, on three four, psh, <laughs> like you, you got a team, man. Yeah, it doesn't take long. It's, it's what blows my mind about a lot of these picks. Like, what are you reaching for potential on the first and second round? Right, you should have those. It. Should be starters. Right, we draft them to come in and start day one. Period. Yep. Right, and make an impact. Absolutely. Not reach because the potential could be there. Right. I understand the thought process process behind. Well, but if if they reach that potential, yeah, yeah, but you're forgetting the question about if, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a big question. That's a big gamble and could set your, I don't know. Let's ask Chicago how they're feeling about their their first round draft picks. Yeah, yeah, and that's fair too. 
you know, it, it could really, hell, what would Oakland be, or Oakland, what would, <laughs> yeah. Ra- what would Raiders be without Derek Carr right now? Yeah, that's true. And he was a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. We're not talking about first round. because their first round picks sucked. Yeah. <laughs> they completely blew and wasted all their first round picks. Well, you think about it, though, for that draft. Boy, that was a good second draft round pick. Boy, that was a good draft run. Because yeah. not only did the second round pick him, but they drafted Khalil Mack. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not shit. Bad. Wow. That's a good draft. Carr was my MVP <laughs> this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that dude made it to the playoffs. Right. And with everything that he had going on. How the hell did he make it to the playoffs? They stripped his whole team away from him. Yeah, from the top down. Yeah. Yeah. Offensive linemen, wide receivers. Yeah, coach. Uh, Everything. And that dude made the playoffs. That's my MVP. Right. I'm done right there. How the hell did they score? I don't have a good. And he didn't even have Jacobs for over half the year. Right, right. Just. Yeah, throw some dudes. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely is. But, I mean. So, Vinny was nice enough to pull up our uh, yeah. cap count. And yep. The, the Saints are at $76 million in the hole. All right, that's good. <laughs> uh, Packers, $48 million, yep. $46 million in the hole. Yep. Still, and that's without Devontae Adams. And the Cowboys look bad at 21 in the hole. That's actually just two contracts reworked and boom, yeah. got cap money. Yep. So, but those last two, they're in deep shit. <laughs> yeah. The rest of them got to do some juggling. Yeah. They can make it out. Oh yeah, but those I mean, last, uh, what are the, what are you doing if you're Green Bay? How how do you make that work and keep Aaron Rodgers and make him the highest paid quarterback in football? And keep Devontae Adams, <laughs> and not lose anybody on the defense. Because you're gonna lose people on that defense. But you Aaron's have to. already said, you know, that defense is legit. We need to keep them intact. Yeah, that's kind of tough to do, boys and girls. <laughs> I ain't lying. I don't know how your calculator's working out. Mine's looking at it funny. <laughs> yeah, the, well, I look at it, and I'm like, okay, you got, well, Vikings, there's the Giants and the Rams. They're, what, 10, 10, 10 million in the hole each, yep. right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty good. That's a, that's a good uh, spiral down. Why don't you go up to the top 10 for uh, cap room? Who has got Ooh. the top 10? Starting with the Chargers. Okay. Uh, Dolphins, yeah. Now, now, here's my point that I wanted to make, all right? The Dolphins are a winning team. Yep. What's their cap look like? Number one in cap space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I'm going to fire my head coach. Oh, nobody said that they weren't stupid for doing it. This is also the same the same team, the same franchise that literally did the only fire sale, the biggest fire sale. Yeah. And yeah. the longest time just to get to it. Right. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Some of those things, I'm like, okay, Chargers, are they in good position? They look pretty good. Yeah. Because their defense yeah. is actually really good. Really good. Now, right. they've got some contracts coming up, and it's going to eat into that. But they're still sitting pretty to carry a lot of the same players for. Okay, so the number one and number two have winning records, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three. Team. Yeah. No, they, they ain't winning for a couple more years. Okay, yeah. that, that's Jaguars, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, we move on. Number four. Cincy. The Bengals. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you're telling me the top four, three of them have a winning record. Yeah. Yep. 
You see where I'm getting at. Uh, I do. Yeah. yeah. People overpay for shit. Way, way overpay. It's amazing. It's freaking amazing to me. You know, you, you look at those kind of numbers and you're like, holy shit. But, you know, either way you go, I mean, I understand taking gambles. I know Rams took their gamble because, well, they had to go all in. Yeah. But their gamble to me was different. Yep. They're not gambling on, I'm reaching from here to here in the draft. Correct. You know, I'm giving you my gambles for a person that I know is an all-pro. Correct. I'm yeah. taking the risk out of it. I know that player can play and be an all-pro in the NFL. That's right. And I get they, it. They quit gambling. Yeah. They just bought. They just yeah. bought. Yeah. I can get that, too. I, I can at least start wrap my brain around it. Because, right. really, Jalen Ramsey a gamble? Right. I'm not sure nah. what he's going to gonna turn into. No, we're pretty sure by now. Right. Yeah. Hence the reason the Jaguars can keep their cap so low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... Just looking at all the teams on there, I'm surprised that Detroit Lions have as much space as what they have. Um, truthfully, because of the golf thing and, and, and the staff. And, and some of the bad contracts in the past. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But, I mean, but they're sitting, clearing up. Yeah, they're clearing up finally. They're starting to get a little bit there. I, uh, I hope they keep that close to the vest for right now. And you really want to. Yeah, just because you have cap space doesn't mean you need to go overpay on day one. Correct. Boy, they do that well. <laughs> hang hang back, let that first round go through. Aaron Rodgers is under contract. He's not a free agent. Calm down. Yeah. Right? You know, you have to trade for him. You can't just go buy him. <laughs> Calm down. Right, right. So if Rodgers and Mahomes, you know, they're under contract, mm-hmm. uh, why is everybody going out blowing that type of money? On the opening day of free agency. Right. Yeah. yeah. What, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't get it. It takes something special. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, if if the guy was that good, that team was going to keep him. Yeah. If it, if it was a franchise-changing player, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald ever hit the free agent market? Hell no. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sue hit the market. It had been a while, though, and with Megatron and Stafford and all the other stupid contracts, somebody had to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a, an issue of want. Yeah. Just a, ain't no choice left in the building. Right. It's really weird that they let him go, right? And they signed uh, Robinson, I think it was, yeah. to, to take a spot. Yeah. And Robinson, well, he... He's got a ring now. Yeah, he got a ring now. <laughs> and, well, previous year was Sue getting his ring. Yeah. Detroit, hey, Detroit's draft picks are winning lots of rings. Yeah. 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 Just not in Detroit. <laughs> it wasn't fair, though. It wasn't fair. Yep. We, we got Stafford and we got Sue. All of these guys, whenever it was different, signing rookies. And it was... But I like to go back to the narrative. Stafford never had any talent around him. Man, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm muting your mic. <laughs> what did I do? It's bullshit. That's what, not what ESPN tells me. Yeah, ESPN's a bunch Fuck of dumbasses. ESPN. He's never had any talent around him. Yeah. Now you'll see. Yeah, now you see. Sounds it's like he, he threw two interceptions in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and still one. Still one. Oh. No. All right, you want to talk about your Cowboys pick? Oh man, here I go. I, I like it because you know, we talked about it. Like, 
Biotis has just has not turned into what he was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if that's your answer for replacing Frederick, you failed immensely. Right, yeah. right. I don't know why. It just, he looked better his first year than he did last year. Correct. And he looked better at the beginning of the year than he did the end of the year. Yeah, I I remember texting you about it, and I was like, man, the guy's, he's he, he needs to start sending a freaking paycheck over to Dak because uh, Dak's had him in his lap. That yeah. long that yeah. he deserves a babysitting pay. And, <laughs> All and right. My I retort mean. was, well, that's if that could talk him into getting the damn snap off right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which he didn't do very well the last five weeks of the year. Yeah. So I mean, this this is where I think uh, Dallas can move up if they want to. I would move up for him. Uh, the Linderbaum from yeah. from Iowa, mm-hmm. uh, definitely because to me he's he's a top uh, he's top ten player overall. Uh, number definitely definitely number one in this position, but yeah, definitely but like, overall. like Frederick, you know, we traded back into the first round to snag him, right? And that was right. a reach. <laughs> I remember <laughs> whenever I remember that I and like, not me. If you remember, I was like, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> so pissed off because yeah. I was like, it, "That Everybody was one of my had him mocked in the third round." Yeah, and and I had a mock. Well, well. Let me get this straight. I had him mocked in like the second, but in my top overall players, right? He he was in the top ten, so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You shitheads, man!" Yeah. yeah, every mock draft had him in the third round. Yeah, and of course Dallas trades in, draft him, and it's just a firestorm. Wow, what are these idiots doing? And and Mike was kind of looking confused, and I was like. I, that was my guy. <laughs> well, that's why it's confused because yeah. I had just I had been told for three weeks he was yeah. going in the third round. Yeah, yeah, and and I was I was all like, oh, you got my fucking guy, you son of a bitch. Yeah, he was an all Big Ten center the second he walked onto the Wisconsin campus. Right, right. Uh, Whatever. And who the hell was that that we picked up? Oh my god! I always forget because well, Lincoln. Tomlinson. Oh, Lincoln Tomlinson, yeah. Yeah, and and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, he's making it to the NFC Championships game games every year now. Yeah, yeah, different in team San, in San Francisco. In San Francisco, yeah. See, Stafford just never had any talent around him. Oh yeah, that was his problem. <laughs> <laughs> we can obviously what, see that. What did I just say? <laughs> That's my bad, yeah. Yeah, no, no offense. I like the center pick. Uh, go back up to around twenty. Cardinals, Raiders, Patriots. Uh, Patriots just drafted center. Chargers. <sighs> Some of these picks, I don't know. Yeah, if you go back down. Saints probably not. Yeah. Philly, no, they're good. Chargers, maybe. Who's who's New England starting at center? The only one on that list that I see that uh, could be a problem is New England at 21. Yep. They might have to jump. New England's really good at finding good players, but uh, I, I'm really thinking New England is going wide receiver their first pick. They have to. I, I'm really thinking that. Uh, they have to. Everybody else says, uh, no, yeah. New England doesn't draft receivers in the first round whenever they did. Yeah, and look at the receiving crew. Yeah. And I get it. I, I put Philly in that same boat. Right. 
you guys just need to quit drafting receivers in the first round because you are not good at it. Right. I don't know why. <clears throat> so if New England takes the receiver, we scroll down. <clears throat> yeah, I could see that too. Raiders, Cardinals. All right, hey, here, see the Jermaine Johnson? It's like, man, I tape after tape after tape on this guy I had to review, right? Yeah. And this is one of the guys that I was like, I first initially looked at it and I went, eh. Yeah, eh. but then you keep watching more tape and he's, he's got, just always he, there. He's got the best spin move in this whole freaking thing uh, of uh, for a defensive end. All right. Hmm. I mean, it is unbelievable because he doesn't just use it for a pass rush move. All right. He uses it also for for against the run. And it's fucking impressive because uh, the way that he'll dictate the runner to like, OK, well, I'll take this inside step. Right. Because he's not the biggest guy in the world. Right. All right. And he's tangled up with massive, you know, gnarly linemen. He'll take a step inside, bounce that runner out. Right. And then do the spin move, and he's so fast at it that he gains speed as he's doing that spin move and bounces from one direction to the next, and he's able to get right in the, the ball carrier's face. I mean, that is... You have to look back at his recruiting class yep. and uh, who recruited him. He was part of Jimbo Fisher's recruiting class when they had three straight years of the number one, number two, number three recruiting class in the country. So coming out of high school... He was a massive big-time recruit. Yeah. Recruited in with a massive big-time class. So the talent level is, is, is been there. Yeah, I, I, I was very impressed whenever I went through his, and I didn't expect it. Yeah. And that was another guy that I was going through, and I was like, Florida well, State ain't blowing anybody's TV screen up here lately. Right, and right, so, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about, So too. you don't get to see any, any tape on him. Right. So when you actually stop and dig for just a second instead of just looking at the stat board... You, you can find a lot of stuff that ESPN yeah. misses. Yeah, I, there was a lot there that I was very impressed by, and um, it, legit guys that he's going against the, to where he's been able to apply that spin move, uh, and uh, he's got a decent swim move. He doesn't have as much power in the stroke down for for that uh, for it to really be as effective right. as what it could. Um, I think that will come with time. Not only not only time but NFL yeah and just getting to the NFL system yeah which we've been harping on and talking about I mean look at look at Brown left tackle for Kansas City yep yeah you know yeah Baltimore drafted him coming out of OU and he put up one of the worst benches ever recorded for an offensive lineman absolutely absolutely anybody talking about his NFL strength now very true um I do have something to say about that game because I wasn't able to make it here for, for that uh, whenever Chiefs lost. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, never in my life have I watched a championship game, all right, and thought to myself where, where my skill position players, all right, are working their ass off and others aren't on that same uh, squad, all right? And that's where I ran into a problem. I mean, I even went back and I reviewed the tape because my eyes didn't 
follow it all. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It was a glimpse, and I was like, maybe I'm just seeing shit. No, there was some lackadaisical play. Yeah. Uh, there was a run that was bounced to the outside by uh, Edwards. Uh, yeah. Oh, holy crap. Uh, I seen there was four guys standing around. Offensive line. And that's, that was my biggest takeaway. Cincinnati doesn't, and that's what blew my mind about the Super Bowl. I even talked about it before the game, talking about it. Like Cincinnati's defensive line is not what you would call really good. Right. Look at the first half of the Chiefs game. Yeah. Right. You got blown out of the building. Correct. And then second half. Correct. Well, but if you look at the Kansas City's offensive line, who's actually really good. Extremely good. They kind of, oh, we got this shit. Yep. They really gave the game I away. I think they yeah. did. I've, I've never seen to where, uh, if I was if I was Mahomes at that point in time. I would have been pissed. Yeah. I would have looked at that one thing and said, my guy's breaking tackles by the sideline, and you guys are doing what? You're watching the fucking game. Well, just, just look at the stats of the game. How many times has Joe Burrow sat? Yeah. Once. Who's got a better defensive line, Kansas City or Cincinnati? Pretty easily, Kansas City. That's what they say. And then... Although my, one of my favorite players is on the Bengals, but let's not talk about what I could have had last year. Let's talk <laughs> yeah. about this year. And then you look at Kansas City. Mahomes got sacked three times, mm-hmm. and on the last drive, he was throwing from his ass every time. Correct. And if you look at... Cincinnati's offensive line and Kansas City's offensive line. Who wins that match? Kansas City. So, how come the two worst lines outperform the two better lines? Yep. Exactly. Uh, it was obvious to me that effort, the I, effort level of the lines really showed. I think that's a lot of what, it, what it was for Cincinnati, especially when going up against the Rams. Right. Okay, you might have questions about Kansas City's offensive defensive line compared to Cincinnati's. There is no questions once you remove Kansas City and put the Rams in there. Right. You know who has both better lines. Yeah. Without yeah. question or hesitation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But outside of late in the game, when Aaron Donald kind of took over, Cincinnati's offensive line held up pretty well until the fourth quarter. Correct. Correct. And their defensive line... They allowed two yards a carry. Right. They were so good up front on the line that McVay said, screw it, we can't run. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to pass. Yeah. Their effort level is pretty impressive. This is the uh, second Super Bowl that I've watched with the Rams where they couldn't run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We don't even know if anybody's going to be back to even be able to run next year. Yeah. You might be looking at Jalen Ramsey and Cooper Cup. Yep. But that Hendrickson for uh, Cincinnati. All right. It's mind boggling. I I love it because he was on the Saints. He couldn't get any playing time, which pissed me off. All right. And I was like, God, I hope Detroit gets this guy. God, I hope Detroit gets this guy. And no fucking dice. (laughs) You already knew that. And, of course, he got double-digit sack here, and I'm just sitting here going, mother... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. But, hey, what are you going to do? Wouldn't have been looking for a, for an edge rusher then, would you? 
You've got one you paid $90 million for. Right? <laughs> you see how much you got to see them this year? Oh, yeah. I didn't see them very much. Yeah, you got to see them for about a game. Yeah. He was out there about a game, maybe two. Maybe. I really like Campbell. I thought he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, who the hell was Of course, that? I thought Flores did a pretty fucking good job, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, Campbell's probably fired too. Yeah, fuck it. Just, <laughs> let's just keep doing that. Yeah, you guys look like yeah. Fuck you. Get out of oh, here. Oh, had a winning season. Yeah, doubt. Doubt. Here, doubt. Here's my thing. All right. I Caldwell. Yeah. Winning season. Fired. Yeah. Flores. Winning season. Fired. Yeah. Right. Yet Adam no. Gase was in how fucking long? That's retarded. Now. I, I mean, didn't mean to pull your thunder on that one. I, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna bring stuff up. All right. I think, Cald- I think there's a different situation between Caldwell and Flores, because Caldwell, it, he had a lot of talent on the field. I think that's why he get. Now, were they right to do it? No, it was stupid. I think that's ultimately what it was. Uh-huh. Flores, I think his was the complete opposite. They knew the lack of talent on the field. They knew that they should have been drafted in the top three every year. They knew <laughs> as long as he was there, it wasn't going to happen. He was eating away at our draft. Fuck yeah. You. Meaningful games. All right. Caldwell. Got to play in quite a few meaningful games. Yeah. That means Stafford got to play in quite a few meaningful games. No. Still. Ask him in ESPN. <laughs> Never got to play in any meaningful games. Because he didn't have any talent. Yeah. Well... I mean it. I am going to hit this fucking button. <laughs> but what, what does Flores and uh, uh, Caldwell have an option? Uh, I think they're having great common. coaches. Right. They're both great coaches. But on another side, they're African-American. And it could be. I don't think that's it. It could be. I'm not saying it's not a possibility. Yeah. Flores was let go basically because he told the owner to fuck off. He said, I'm not going to do that. Right. Yeah. Which is his right. Now, I would have handled it differently if it was me personally. I would have took the fucking money. And And whenever they asked me at the post game, why are you making these coaching decisions? Look at my contract. I've got a a signed contract. I make $100,000 every time we lose. Yeah. I believe every word out of Flores' mouth. Was he offered that? I absolutely believe that. Look at what they did to the ro- roster. Right. They blew that roster the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And he still Multiple won Multiple times. Yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick, gone. Everybody gone. Yeah. Except for Xavier Howard. Yeah. Everybody else gone's up. Yeah. Well, Xavier was cat friendly. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's why. He was. Yes. Cat friendly. But do I do I think it was racist? No. Do I think it, only him and uh, shit? What's his name? Cleveland. Hugh Jackson were the mm. only two coaches to ever be offered money to lose games. Absolutely not. No. No. We whether anybody said anything or not, we know better by now. Right. Hell, we know in the NBA, Philadelphia had the five-year losing plan. They didn't even hide it. Right. Had nothing to do with the color of the coach. I think it just boiled down to, are you going to listen to what, do what your boss says or not? Well, here's my flip point. 
All right, to it. How many teams do you see make coaching changes to uh, a team that's winning games? That's actually legit. At the end of the year, they have more wins than losses. It doesn't happen as often with as it does as compared with losing coaches, but it does happen. Andy Reid left. Doesn't win a motherfucker, and they made a coaching change. It, it happens. It, I, and I understand that. But whenever Reed left, that was way different circumstances. <clears throat> he was on the, the end around of it because his, right. his his team went to shit on him. But truthfully, I mean, I can't think of too many times that I've ever seen uh, coaches get fired whenever their team makes playoffs or has the that are right there in it. Not unless that team has an abundance of talent. Uh, the Dolphins had no abundance of talent. Uh, and at that point in time with the Lions, uh, I thought they had talent. Of course, this is me. Okay. Well, the rest but, of the NFL agrees with you. But whenever you come over and you take that that team and you instead of make the playoffs, well, it wasn't just about making the playoffs. This is about winning in the playoffs. Yeah, they, they that team should have absolutely won in the playoffs. And whenever you take over the team and you get six wins and you still have a job and then you get what three wins or four wins well yeah we stepped it down year by and, year and then you still don't lose your job it that's whenever you go that stinks as shit that and it, stinks it as very, shit it very well might yeah I'm not saying that it's not and that one I would buy way more than I do Miami right the Detroit situation, I would buy way more than I do Miami. Now, there's a reason why. How old is Mrs. Ford? Yeah. How old is Stephen Ross? Being in Miami, yeah, there's a lot of racial diversity down there with lots of money. So I don't think it's the same situation in Miami that what you're talking about in Detroit. Right. Detroit, I could absolutely see that. Right. That lady, 90 years old. Yep. Yeah, I, I could see that a whole lot easier than I could in Miami. Yeah, I, I find I, it more believable. I don't know. I just, I have a hard time looking at some of the coaching hires, you know, throughout these. And my this flip process. side of the Flores argument is Jim Harbaugh, because they're a lot of the same cat. Right. Do you do you want to hug or do you want to win? And that's why should Harbaugh been fired? But he was. Yeah. Because he's not nice. Right. Well. Flores had a lot. Flores a lot of the same way. Yeah. That was the that was the insider's account for why he was like, a, he's not nice. Whenever whenever Harbaugh left, he went and did what? Went Come right in, stepped right into yeah. Michigan head coaching job. Right? Whenever Reed left, he pretty much stepped right into the next open position for yeah. Kansas City's coach. Neither one of these guys stepped into anything. Alright? I mean, Caldwell went right back to running offenses like he had his whole life. But, but that's the thing, is he was on a winning team. Are you, yeah. try, are you trying to tell me that a losing team couldn't have hired him? I mean, I know... And negative connotation there. When you look at the roster, how good 
how good that roster was. Should have won more games. Yeah, that's fine. But then the next year, and you see that, how many games did they win? Oh, they won six games. Oh, well, maybe that head coach was doing a really good job with them. Then you would probably think to yourself, he needs to be a head coach. Oh, he should be coaching my team. That didn't happen. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to. I'm, and I'm saying the possibility yeah, is there. Yeah. But I, the way I, that everybody's making it sound is it's rampant, a rampant stomping down, and a lot of times I think GMs are fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I, I'm yeah. just getting, getting to oh, yeah. my overall point of Beanie uh, Leftwich. Caldwell. The enemy's not going to uh, get it. Left witch is, he's going to get it. If I'm, you're left witch, do you want the Jacksonville job? I'm just saying, you look at all of these coaches, all right, and the opportunities that are given to everyone else, and it doesn't match. It does not freaking match. And I, I don't mind it. It might not. And, and I don't mind it if it's, if it's just like one guy. Okay, if we're talking about one guy, maybe there's a reason. But if you're talking about four, five, six guys, then then that's a fucking problem. And it might be, or it might be that we're not actually in that room. We, d we don't actually know why that coach wasn't given that job. And, and uh, we really don't. It, it definitely does paint a pattern. But the thing and is, it, but... It could, it, it could paint a pattern, or it could be, if you're Byron Leftwich, look at the shit show that is Jacksonville. Yeah. Now, should Jackson... If I was Jacksonville, if I was... If I was Chad Khan, I would have done, I would have done a goat in the parking lot to get Byron Leftwich back home, right? Because he was a Jacksonville quarterback, right? He's got ties to Jacksonville. He's beloved there. Everybody knows he's a great offensive coordinator. So that's not a question. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, man. And then the one guy that does get hired, uh, Lovey. Yeah. All that right. one blew my mind. Like, why? Uh, why, um, didn't, why didn't you just bring in Adam Gase? Right. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm trying here. I really am. I don't even know why. I don't know why Lovey wanted that job. Yet again, another situation. If I was, if I was a black coach, I'm good in college. I'm good. Right. I don't need. I don't need that bullshit. Right. Yeah. I, but, you know, I think. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pose a question. No, go here ahead. Because go ahead. I I keep I'm wanting to know what the hell's the hang up on the enemy? Because here's my thing, and Mike and I have talked about this before. The enemy is in a great spot right now. Correct. Should he be a head coach? Yes and no. Okay. The the problem with the enemy is Mahomes been in the league for four years now. Right. Who's been his coordinator? The enemy. Quarterback right. coach, coordinator, yeah. every year. Yeah. BNME's on a one-year contract. Yep. BNME's not mm. under, in a couple weeks, BNME's not under contract, contract anymore. Okay. Correct. So, and everybody's in a, he's got a, he's got a shitty past. Yeah. Won't even sugarcoat it, it's checkered. No, he's got a shitty past from college in Boulder. I get that. Not the same dude, I get that. Right. Completely different dude now. It happens Absolutely. with age and experience yeah. and knowledge. His deal is going to come down to Patrick Mahomes, period. If Patrick wants him in Kansas City, he's going to be in Kansas City. If Patrick doesn't want him in Kansas City, that's going to snowball effect for the rest of his career. Right. And 
that happens too. The thing about it is, should he even be? Should he be in Kansas City still? You know? Well, I thought he should. What my my the thing that I was getting at was, was like everybody was always, especially mass media. Oh, the enemy needs to be interviewing for head coaching jobs and everything. And the way I see it is, is Andy Reid, he's up there. Yep. Sooner, as soon as later. That's my point on left, which and be enemy. You're you're in a spot that you know the head coach is going to retire sooner than later within your time frame that you're going to be there. Now, the next two weeks, probably not. I didn't realize yeah. his contract was going to get up, but. Who fucking knows? Right. I mean, we've seen this thing with Reed the last year and a half. Fuck. I mean, everything with his kid and everything else that's going on, we've had the conversation that maybe Reed just isn't fully involved like he should be. Or he's over-involved with everything, and he's not letting anybody else help him out. So that, that comes down to closed-door conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey, is it looking bad on the enemy because the offensive? Yeah. We've seen this downward spiral of Kansas City over the last two years. But me personally, I think that, fuck, if I was the enemy, why would I want to interview any other job when I know the old head is going to get out sooner than later? I got two words for you. Josh McDaniels. How long has he been waiting? He just got a job. I know. How long has he been waiting for Belichick to retire? Oh, a long time. A very, very. But Belichick's never came out and said, I've only got a couple years left. Both Andy Reid and Bruce Arians have both said, this couple. Yeah. We're hitting year two now. Yeah. I've just got a couple years left and, and I'm done. Well, the talk was whenever Brady was done, Belichick was going to be done. But Belichick never said it. Hmm. Arians and Reed have both said Belichick it. doesn't say anything ever, so I'm going to have to bust you on that, all right? He doesn't. Not unless you want to talk to him about punters and uh, uh, long snappers. But that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Belichick never said, no, come back. I'm only going to be here for a couple more years, and I'm going to hang it up. Reed and Arians have both stated categorically, no, I'm a couple years, I'm done. And if you're being me and you're looking at Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and that roster and the way that that front office works with the head coach or Texas with the Houston Texans, which seems more appealing to you? Well, yeah. Yeah, I agree. If you're Byron Leftwich working in Tampa Bay with that roster and that front office all the way up to the ownership who I don't think anybody's going to call those owners racist, that they're the ones that hired Dungey. And kept going, or you look at the train wreck that's Jacksonville, or the Jets. Where would you rather be? I'd love to be in Jacksonville. I would love him to be in Jacksonville too. But if I was him personally, I would much rather sit my ass in Tampa Bay for a year than to go <laughs> to that shit show we call Jacksonville. I would love that. That'd be my almost my dream job right now. Mine would be sitting in Tampa Bay with all of those players, that roster, that GM, that front office. Not me. I don't see a whole <laughs> lot of uh, fuckery going on in that tree. The other tree. No. Here's 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 where you got it though. All right. That. The. 
I guarantee you the owner wants a winning team. Okay? He made the move that he made last year to get the head coach that he thought was going to bring him down that path. He got the quarterback that everybody wanted. Yeah, I like the quarterback. All right? Everybody wanted. He's got a halfback, very friendly deal. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. All right? He, he's just suffered. Eddie N just got injured. You know? Yep. Uh, uh, LaVisca. Chanel. Chanel. Yep. Big body guy catches the ball extremely well away from him. Runs well after the catch. Runs well after the catch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's pieces all over the place on that team. All right. To me, they're only and let's look at the cap. They got a lot of money in cap. Yeah, cap. Get that. Yeah. Um, that's the reason why I'm like I would really like that job because I know that owner wants to win. He just made the wrong hire. And when he made that wrong hire, boy, it's easy to make that team look good for next year. But it's not like they're it's not like it was a big mystery (laughs) on why Urban Meyer wasn't wasn't coaching. Show me one university he ever coached at that wasn't left in a just a fucking dumpster fire. A pickle. Going back to Youngstown State. Right. Bowling Green, Utah. He's torched them all. Right. Because he burns it down. And mm-hmm. so, as an owner, uh, not feeling real confident working for your dumbass. These guys over here, though, yeah, constant winners. Well, at that point in time, that was... I'm not saying he doesn't want to win. I'm just saying he's not good at it. I'm saying, from all the sports media, they said this was going to be the guy that would Take them to the promised land. Yeah. It, do, don't you remember that? Oh, I, I mean, remember. he was he was like the top coaching hire. Yeah. yeah it was ridiculous. He was the top coaching hire. So uh, that's that's the reason why I'm I'm kind of like ridiculous. Just, yeah. If it was me and I was coaching that team, should it be played out a little differently? Mm-hmm. So I, I think they have a really good solid foundation, and they can definitely build off of the players they, they could have. I get that I'm not saying they don't but I'm saying do you want the blueprint that is there there's not a foundation it's there or do you want pieces to try to build I like to start more fresh okay I don't if you give me a fixer upper I'm a happy man all right <laughs> if, if well, you give a- me a brand new house <laughs> And the foundation's bad, I don't want it. That's my point with Jacksonville. And, and that's my point. The foundation is bad. And that's my point with the Bucks. I don't see a bad foundation in Tampa Bay. And I do. Why? Well, you, you do have evidence, right? Yeah. Godwin's gone. Most likely. Yeah. All right. Now, all of these offensive linemen, they're pretty much the best in the game. Yeah. All right? Can't pay them all. No. Mm. All right? Now you go over to the defense. Sue's gone. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. whenever he decides he wants to be. Right. Pierre Paul, one right. of their best, gone. You're not going to be able to keep uh, David and uh, White together. Uh, you, you should be able to. But you see where I'm getting at. And then they say the bad part is the secondary, which. It's all right. It's really good for it's what right. it is. Yeah. Uh, and Winfield, not going to be able to keep him. I. I 
You're thinking it's going to have to be a fire cell, and I don't see it that way. And Brady, well, there is no Brady. Uh, okay, that's the one one thing. We know two <laughs> things for sure. Godwin, you probably can't keep, and we know there's no Brady. Yeah. You yeah. know what else you don't have? You don't have the $50 million cap hit that New England had to suffer through for yeah. watching Brady walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist here. They're not cap hammered like a lot of teams would be because they lost their starting quarterback. I, I get I get you there, but you're not going to find a Brady. Why not? They're not a- available. A Brady, I get, <laughs> but there's... There's actually quite a bit of moves you could do at Tampa Bay for quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I agree. Yeah, the, you can you can bring in guys. Yeah. All right, and you can draft guys. Yeah. And a, they've shown a penchant for drafting pretty solidly. Right. Right. I'm, because they went best player over, overall. Yeah. All right, available, and that's a good place to be. Right? Except whenever you can't get your quarterback that you need. Whenever you can't get your quarterback, then we both know. I was just talking about it. Who did I who did I have them trading for? Man, I get Minshew. <laughs> I ain't lying. I ain't lying. I don't know if I'd go that far. You know why I'm not lying on that? Well, he came from Jacksonville with all your pieces. Here's my thing, all right? There's a reason why he got traded, too. But, either way, Minshew, the reason why I would go for that if I was Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. he can run, all right? Yeah, he, he can create offense. You you look at his numbers, he's throwing, as far as passer rating, uh, we can go by career, over 90. He's pretty good, yeah. All right? Last year... Four touchdowns, one interception, over a hundred passer yeah. rating, and it's limited time in in Thank response to Hertz. Yeah. All right. So you you look at the numbers that he has and what he's able to do, which is a little bit more than Brady as far as being able to right. extend Options. the play. Right. All right. To me, that would be a very smart pickup because you can get him for a fourth. Maybe a fifth. Oh, I'd say six. Well, that's the thing. Uh, the Whenever Philadelphia traded for him, they traded a six, but it turns into a fifth if he starts 50% of the snaps on a different on, on Philadelphia and or it would be a different team. So you'd at least have to compensate him for that fifth. I, you know, just because that's how that works out, but probably a fifth and a sixth it would take so they can get back what they, they end up giving. So, and a kicker. I'm really good at this game. (laughs) And I didn't write it down. Right. There's another quarterback they could trade for to step right in. And I just don't remember who I had pegged there. Or you could just fuck everybody and bring Jameis back. Yeah. Jameis free agent, dude. Yeah. Coming back from an injury. As long as his knee medically checks out. Dak just came back from an injury. Yep. A lot of people come back from injury now like that. Yeah, but same coach, it's different be. results. I think so. 
now. Uh, he didn't get Lasix to be unblind until he got to New Orleans. I understand that, and we, and we haven't really got to see that either. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I understand that point too. But and he got to spend some time with Peyton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Drew Brees. Yeah. yeah. Which he never had that Drew Brees luxury no. anywhere in his career. Oh, on no. watching tape, on what it what a defense shifts to and looks like when it's making certain adjustments. Oh no, you you get picked number one overall or whatever it's it was. You. Uh-huh. Yeah, is number one. Yeah, that, then sorry. <laughs> yeah, and so he's You're had, it. <laughs> he's, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's had time now. Right. I I don't think he's the same quarterback as when Tampa Bay cut him. Yeah. Let him go. I think he's a different dude. Free agent wise, what are we looking at? What? Uh, Bridgewater. Isn't Teddy still under contract for a year? I think he's, he's free agent, man. Free agent? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Because he got traded over for the one-year... Uh, yeah. For the one-year deal or whatever the hell it was with... Uh, well, we know Jameis is. And outside of anybody that matters, I think that's really it. Jameis Bridgewater. Uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo's under contract. That's is a he? trade. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a, trade. That, thank you. Yeah. That's who I, if I was Tampa Bay, I'd send a second-round pick to San Francisco for Garoppolo. Yeah. That's exactly who I had. Trubinsky is out there. Yeah. Of course, you're, you're normal. I think that's a different style of offense with Trubisky as opposed to what Arians and Leftwich run. I, I don't know why I like that guy. I think it's because he, he put up numbers, even though they weren't the best numbers, they were decent numbers. Trubisky? Yeah. He when, went 13-3. Yeah. Whenever he was the number in, one seed. <laughs> whenever he was in freaking Chicago, which... And the difference between him, him and Allen, because there's all, that comparison will always be there. Yeah. They let Allen keep being that and keep building to get better. Right. Oh, you're 13-3? Oh, no, no, you can't play football like that. That's the way he played his whole life. Man. Gee, you think he's not going to be really good at doing it your way now? Man, I'm telling you. And, and and the thing about that, though, is it's like Trubinsky, he had to go against Slay, all right, all the time. Now, whenever they trade away fucking Slay, who steps in? Allen. Wait, wait, wait. Never mind. We're done. Right there's the answer. In his prime, cool <laughs> Joe Flacco. <laughs> 37. He's in, in his prime, dude. No, I, 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 I thought uh, <laughs> if I was Tampa Bay, I'd send a second-round pick to the 49ers and get Garoppolo. Well, he doesn't put up the flashy numbers. Nobody puts up a 72% win, win percentage. I think it's going to take more than a second because it's end of second. It might, but I don't think it'll take much more. Man, if you I know, was every San, time I think that. If I was time. San Francisco, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade him. Yeah. Who knows? I would give Your guy Trey Lance, go down. I would give Trey Lance one more year sitting behind Garoppolo. Yeah. Well, it, it, let's say you started Lance and he goes down week one, week two. Yeah, you're done. You're done. There's your, your season's season. over. Yeah. Yeah, you're done. That's the reason why I'm like, eh, I don't know. But everybody knows that's already what it, and that they, that's the price tag already being floated as right. a second round pick. Just because you wouldn't doesn't mean John Lynch won't, dude. <laughs> What's the 2021 AAV? 
Is that average? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, average. For average annual value. Okay. So you're telling me Andy Dalton, Fitzpatrick's ten million dollars. Yeah. What a steal. <laughs> that, that's what I, I was mean, talking about. You know, these backup quarterbacks don't have that market that we thought they that they had five years ago. Well, it's a lot different now. Well, that's the thing. You're, you're talking about like I think that's skewed. All right, because out of all those quarterbacks that I see that are right around the five mark, you look right underneath, and Bridgewater's at 4.437. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, now look at the pass yards. <laughs> and then you, you look at the, the touchdowns. Yeah. And to, yeah, I, uh, you see how he doesn't fumble a whole lot either? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you're telling me that these guys are better than. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what they were. That's what they were getting paid. Yeah. Well. In in all fairness, Bridgewater had 14 starts, whereas Dalton only had eight, and Dalton's numbers are exactly half of what. Yeah. Bridgewater's are. Yeah. Dallas would have made the playoffs if Dalton wouldn't have got hurt. Yeah. Yep. Instead of putting Danucci in. And Gilbert, and Gilbert and the other three yeah. quarterbacks they started in Dalton's absence. Yeah. He would have he would have brought them to at least five hundred record and they would have made the playoffs. They don't want that. Well in Chicago they don't. No. God, no. I love that. All those <laughs> all those fans that got on uh uh Yeah uh thing and we're apologizing to him should <laughs> they're like man we're really sorry we didn't mean yeah, that. that that wasn't all you boss <laughs> that that's nice you do know you what th- that's do you, right do you think they'll do that to baker no nah. he's gonna get lambasted <laughs> no matter what yeah it is what it is oh my god poor him <laughs> <laughs> oh god hey brandon allen nice to see him on there yeah I like. That. I thought we were gonna see him on Sunday night. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> it was close too, huh? Bro- hey, Burrow pro- proved his toughness. Oh yeah. Hey, there's my consummate professional, Colt McCoy. There. Yep. <sighs> yeah, I like him, but I always did. Haskins, to be determined. They're keeping him around. He's restricted. I he would think it. so. Oh, Depending on what happens with with the draft and the quarterback situation, I oh, would yeah. think so. Yeah, well, I think Haskins is better than the the shit shit. It's like Washington. Would you really want that job? Right. Like that's not a constant shit show every year. Every year, I take I take it. I, I wouldn't. First move. Trade off, young. Be homeless. <laughs> I'd rather be move. homeless and take money for that job. I take it. I take that job. <laughs> I'd be like, let me see the list of the players. Too good. Get rid of them. Too good. Get rid of them. So you got four moves, and you're like, all right, now we can play. <laughs> awesome defense tackle. You're gone. And they're like, what are you doing? It's like, well, Payne, you just tell Jonathan Allen, hey, hey, kick that dude out. Right. <laughs> no, wait, wait till we're playing the game. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hardest yeah. hit of that game. That was that was some BS, man. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, I get that we need, and I'm not saying we don't need more 
coaching opportunities for black coaches. But, but it doesn't start at the NFL. We always go straight to the NFL. We always try to fix the problem with uh, at the tree leaves yep. instead of at the roots. Well, no, the roots are back in college. That's where all this shit starts, and I, it filters through. Hey, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. That's all. I, whenever I'm looking at it, and I know that there's candidates that are out there that have a winning record. All right, as coaches. And my argument is, if if you are being a racist piece of shit, you're going to lose. Yeah. It's going to happen. You well, you you will filter yourself out. I hope so. Because somebody's going to pick up what they know is a better product and run with it and win. You're going to lose. The problem is, is we're not having many people pick up that product. And we will. It, it needs to happen. Um. But it, here, here's my, my point being to it, though, is, uh, like, Redskins are in some serious shit. It's a dumpster fire. All right. They're in and some serious shit. And down. Yeah. They're probably going to lose that franchise. Snyder's going to lose that franchise. Well, he, he fucking should. Well, now he, he, he still ha- technically has control, but he can't walk in the building or call anybody in the building. He's really just the owner. His wife has day-to-day control. Right. Uh, so, I think they're going to lose that one. The uh, Miami, man, it's, I, he didn't. He didn't technically break any laws. There's no bylaws. There's no rules in the bylaws that say you can't pay your coach to lose. Yeah. So it'll have to be a, a public appearance nightmare that the owners just get together and vote his ass out. Yeah. Kind of like they did with Richardson in Carolina. Yeah. And and here here's my thing is. The NFL is unlike most things in life, but I can put it down to real estate. Uh, like for me at my house, I can go outside and I can write whatever I want on my house, all right? And everything's good, all right? Sure. Now, if you have a if you have a homeowners uh, association, all right. Kind of like what the that's yes. What the NFL is. Yep. Yeah, you can you can paint your house, you can do whatever you want. It's your freedom to do such, but it has to fall under our guidelines. If it pisses our group off, exactly. we can boat your ass out. We can yeah. we can take your house and, away. And that's what I'm saying about about the Miami situation. Right. There, there's no federal charges there. There's no FBI investigations. Right. But the other 31 owners can sit and look and say, "We don't like the way that reflects upon us." You're out. Right. Yeah, because he got caught. Just like, <laughs> just like the Jerry Richardson situation. Right. He didn't want to sell that franchise. Yep. The other owners told him it's not yours anymore. You're selling it, dude. Correct. Yeah. And you know what would make the NFL interesting? All right, really interesting, guys. You got five years. You got five years if you're an NFL franchise. All right. If you can't quit being the bottom of the barrel basement team, you got five years. If you're in the bottom two in five, for five years, God. So, but this, <laughs> that would make but it fun. This is gonna, okay. And like, uh, we know Snyder's got gonna be forced to sell. Right. That's a no brainer. Yeah. Stephen Ross, he, even though he broke no official rules, yeah, he's he probably could. gonna be forced to sell. Yeah. Well, we have another problem. That's three now, then. Right. Because the ball is already one. selling. They, they're not even dicking around with it. We, 
we did what we wanted. Right. We came in, we got a trophy, we brought Denver back. Right. Mom and Dad's retiring. We w- don't really want to be in the NFL like they were, so we're going to put it up for sale. Right. So that's three NFL franchises for, for sale, which we could be looking at in a year. Right. Yeah. That's over $15 billion. Yeah. Okay, he's going to take a lot of deep pockets. Yeah. Yep. Amazon. Amazon founder. Oh, he's yeah. going to. Yeah. He, he's going to take one. And I don't want him involved in the NFL. Right. But you know what? It's probably going to happen. Oh, it's no, it will no probably happen. about yeah, it. It's it will happen. happen. I got I got a couple of things to that too is um yeah, that kind of shit happens. Yeah. But also uh what happens if uh Netflix? What happens if Netflix decided to buy a team? They have broadcast rights. They do. They do. I think it'd be cool. You know, do you know what that do to their subscription base? Oh, yeah. You'd explode. Yeah. You'd explode because then you can put all the NFL shit on yours. Yeah. That's that's the because one thing the that Netflix hasn't fucking dipped into yeah. yet is live broadcasting. Who's yeah. got the big brain? Hey. Instead of paying for all the rights to the shit, buy a team. Yeah. You'd still be subject to the NFL t- broadcast. It's a contracts, hell of a, but it's, 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 it's an easier in. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I just there's there's a couple of things like that that I'm like shit because then you can absolutely target revenue sharing. Hey, yep. look at this, look at this revenue stream we have sitting right here that yeah. we're willing to share share with you guys. You think Green Bay's not voting for it? Correct. Oh, fuck. They're like give it up. No, I I get that. Yeah. yeah. But like the the guy that the NFL is pushing to to buy the Broncos. Champagne, it's it's mind-boggling to me. Started out as a comedian, then you know, saved his money, worked his ass off, couple of shows, saved some more money, bought a broadcasting company. He's worth four hundred fifty million. Right. Okay, the Denver Broncos are currently valued over four point two billion dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's not actually buying the fucking team. No. He's going to be the face of the group that's putting up all the money. Correct. Yeah. So he's actually not owning the team. He's going to own 2% of the team. Definitely. At face value, it looks good. But whenever you get out of get off the TV screen and actually dig deeper, you're accomplishing squat. Right. Where's Shaq? Where's Jay-Z? Beyonce? Yep. These are billionaires. Yeah. yeah. Why, aren't they, why aren't they owning it? Well, could you imagine that Shaq, Jay Z, and Beyonce, and Braun pull together? <laughs> Be fun. Guess who? Do they really need somebody to foot their bankroll? Probably nah. not them. No, I think they're good because there's four billion right there. Nah. I don't know. I, I mean, I get that that aspect of it, but certain things that you would go, huh, that should work out. And then you later on oh, realize... No, oh, no, yeah. it's going to be a dumpster fire. Oh, it'd be a dumpster fire. That's the Rams. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, we, we've said it time and time again. You know, uh, Los Angeles should be the place to put your football team up. UCLA, you got all these people. But Wait. it's the West Coast. They're more college town than they are NFL town. Yeah, and they, there's so much shit to do in LA. And apparently, NFL ain't on that list. No, no, no. Now it's cute, and it works out until you win your Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Now all of a sudden nobody gives two shits about your team anymore. No. Yep. I mean you had to be berated into showing up for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because <laughs> the team was tired of not having home field advantage at home. Did yeah. you hear that applause for Cincinnati? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, this could be a long game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, no. Because I was really expecting the home field advantage. I mean, if that was was played in Detroit, all right? And we're talking about Detroit here, all right? What would that stadium be like if Detroit was playing in it? I think our Super Bowls are different now because the ticket prices are so outrageous. Oh, no. No, Detroit... If it was going, because it was $3,000 for a ticket. Yeah. All right? 3K, Detroit people would be lined up, all right, around the block. Sell some shit. No for three grand, that. they'd be, what a steal. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple no, of those, too. No, I mean about having the home-filled advantage. I don't, you're not going to get any more home-filled fans than you are away fans. Because the Super Bowl, it's not like they dole out 40,000 tickets to this team, 40,000 to this team. The season ticket holders don't don't matter anymore. They don't exist for the Super Bowl. Right. It's just an open market. Right. And that's where the uh, scalpers come into play. Oh they yeah. Do. And they don't give a shit. Most most of the fans that actually go to the Super Bowl, probably a 50-50 split. Fifty percent of them aren't there because they're a fan of one team or the other. They're just there for the event. Right. Right. And and I it mean, didn't used to be like that. Correct. We literally just had the team's fans there, and we've migrated away from that, where it's just, it's a social gathering. There's not really any rooting interest for a lot of them. It's a social gathering for a bunch of famous people. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Because they show the pictures of all the famous people on there, and you're like, oh, that's great. Uh, Could could you please pan back to the field so I can watch my team play? Mm -hmm. I wish I could say that. Dude, we got to find out what's going on with Benefer. Right? Damn it. No, I'm just... Personally, I... No. Los Angeles doesn't have it going on right now. They never will. Mm. You'll get these little one-offs. Like the the Raiders, when they moved to L.A., it was a big deal for both years. And then all of a sudden, it just didn't even matter for the Raiders anymore. Yeah. Who the hell are they? Yeah. Yeah, we bought their shit two years ago. We're done. Yeah. That's what kind of kills me is, I mean, you move away from St. Louis, all right, to go over there. And mm-hmm. they had end up at St. Louis County, won the lawsuit. Oh, yeah. $20 million. Yep. yep. And to pay him back. Yeah, absolutely. And, but I look at that, and I'm like, that was yes, a pretty the, good uh, fan base. a rabid fan base. Yeah. yeah. They, they love that team. But That's why they moved back to St. Louis from Arizona. Right. Like, you know, the Arizona fans suck. Uh, you know, we like St. Louis better. Right. That's just, I don't know, some of that shit it just really pisses me off. And but, then getting greedy and leaving San Diego because, you know, we're not going to put our city into hog to give you a free stadium. Correct. Yeah. But that's the criminal shit the NFL does. And this is my point on a lot of this shit. Isn't it? The NFL is, in fact, racist, but only to one color. <laughs> green. It's green. <laughs> they are severely racist to the color green. That's all they want. And I don't think overall... Now, there there might be little pockets here and there that's just going to happen in society. Right. But I think overwhelming majority is just, they don't give a shit what you are as long as you make me more money. Yep. What happens if the Denver Broncos got bought out by Denver? 
the city. I think that'd be funny as shit. <laughs> I, so I it think stays. It'd be funny as shit. It'll stay forever. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get that Green Bay thing to where you. you now you got a cross yeah. conference rivalry. Yeah. Right. City versus city. There yeah. you go. The way shit used to be. Correct. It used to be. It used to be city by city rivals. Right. Didn't give a shit. No, this is our team. We hate you. Mm-hmm. It's the way it was. No, I think it'd be cool as shit if Denver just said screw it. Yeah. Well, they're pretty liberal, liberal place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You figure. Yeah. Hey. Maybe they're too liberal where they're not that invested in owning an NFL franchise. Maybe. Maybe. They, they might be, though. You never know. I'm kind of I'm kind of sitting here going because because I mean to me, Denver Broncos they still have a really good uh, base in history they've a, and mm-hmm. they've got a massive fan base. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the fans love them and it, Mile High. All yeah, you know oh, yeah. you know you're gonna sell out every home game. Yeah, absolutely. So it, to me, it's a good sound financial investment because whenever it does pay for itself off, then after that. What kind of revenue is that going to yeah, generate? Yeah, you can just put a tax levy. I don't go, right. up, go up a quarter mm-hmm. quarter cent tax levy yep. for 10 years. Denver's got a massive population. It's not even take 10 years to pay that off. And and, and here's my main point to this. Be, the reason why I bring this up, because here in Kansas, mm-hmm. all right, we have this ghost company that we're trying to bring in. Oh, yeah. All right. To where we're going to give them $1.5 billion. Uh-huh. Uh, as taxpayers, our yeah. money's going to go to this ghost company that for $1.5 billion. Well, what's the friggin' difference of just outright buying a team? No. Yeah. No, just buy it. You'd be better off. You'd be better off, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd be much better off. Because you got bringing jobs. Yep. Yeah. Right? And you have more base pay. Yeah. Well, but the NFL ownership as a whole doesn't like it because. Green Bay is the only reason we have any type of an inside look of the NFL financials. Mm-hmm. Correct. Period. Correct. Because it's Green Bay City, they have to disclose theirs. Yep. Correct. If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have a clue about the revenue sharing. They'd be able to keep it, all of it, all the way under wraps. Right. Cloak and dagger moments. Yeah. Yep. But since they, I mean, since the, the veil's off anyway, if that it, was to happen. not completely off. No, there's still some. Yeah, there's still tomfoolery going on in the background. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Just we get a broad stroke view. We don't get to do that line item critique of it. Right. (laughs) And more, the more and more cities or public entities that would reach out and actually buy, buy them up, you start peeling layers back then. Start looking and digging. And so, if there was sketchy shit going on, it would come to light that much quicker. Boy, this this makes me really want for the Broncos to go to the team. Well, I've, I've always said it. Green Bay has missed city. out on a great opportunity to get more people to move to the city. Right. And same so way too. with Denver, too. Give any new citizen and your uh, current citizens of the city a stake in the fucking com- uh, a stake in the team. Well, no, Green Bay, if you're citizens of Green Bay, you do have a... Oh, you do have a share? Yeah, but... That's not for new citizens. They, oh. Those shares were passed out a long time ago. The only way to, to issue new shares is, is if, to you make to, the... if you need to make more money 
to pump into the franchise say for stadium upgrades shit like that yeah then you can sell more shares i'm just saying i'd move to denver if they told me hey you you got a share in the team but here's here's the cool part about it you can't sell them nope <laughs> you can only be a citizen and you can only yeah. have it yeah they're non-transferable uh, non-transferable shares yeah they, they, they have to be passed down for through your lineage, lineage. Yeah. yeah now hmm thing about that you know and <sighs> green bay mm -hmm. you, you guys haven't been to green bay before i haven't been to green bay negative all right now green bay is i like it okay i do i mean because i've traveled through so many times but there's it's not just green bay because you, you look at green bay on the tv right uh -huh. and you're yeah. like oh it's not that huge city but you know it's pretty nice size what you fail to realize is there's Appleton, Oshkosh, yeah. and I mean, just everybody else that's yeah, involved into it. Green Bay. Yeah, that, that surround the place. And that's what makes it really big. That's what makes it into a major city. And all of those guys, I mean, they're all going to <laughs> Packers games. It's not just the Green Bay guys. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so it, it does make it kind of cool. And, and then the, the travel factor from like right there to uh, uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's it, not that far. Yeah, it's not very all. far at all. So, <clears throat> some of that kind of stuff that I look at, I'm like, so you got people that come up from yeah. Milwaukee as well. Oh, it, well it's for, crazy. It, it's just it's just nuts. For Green Bay, the the problem's never been selling out the stadium. Right. That, that's never right. been right. an issue. Right. It's all the extra money that all the other uh, other owners bring in from outside shit that Green Bay can't because of how it's set up as a, as a city organization. Gotcha. That, gotcha. That's why that's why they were always small market cash strapped. Right. And if it wasn't for revenue sharing, they probably would have been sold a long time ago. Right. But the right. revenue sharing actually saved them. Yeah. I don't know. Because I, I went there and like to Milwaukee, places like that, um, and you know, got to see where Brewers play and all the rest of that. I, I keep thinking to myself, if I'm going to have another franchise, if you open one, let's just say in Milwaukee, right? No. You'd still get traffic from the other guys, too. Oh, yeah. And and, and that's where, where I'm kind of like, ah, nobody really looks at that. And then it's then from uh, between Chicago, because, yeah. you know, uh, uh, that's the, the cool part about it. Is it it's a short trip. Right well, around that's, you know, yeah. that's the way the NFL was intended to be, was to have your regional rivals. Right, right. Uh, that's what I think is really friggin' cool about, you know, just that area. It's, you can be right there, right next to them, you know, that quick. So, <clears throat> But if the NFL does expand, I, I really don't like the, the thought of having a, you know, London squad and all Me the neither. rest of that. And we've already tried it. It's yeah. I, I just. I, I don't yeah, like it's it at all. brutal. You you would have to make it to a division to where it's just them. Yes. Um, and then have like whenever people would go on the road, they would have to play every single one of those division games all kind of in a row. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, to make it more realistic. Or you'd to, have, to yeah. have two leagues. Right. And right. then the champion from this league play the champion from that league. Yeah. Right. Which I mean for your world champion. Yeah. Yeah. But you know you know how it goes. I mean, you play your 
two uh, divisional games, you know, all throughout, and then you go to a different, you know, yeah, and then you play them all. So and it's I, possible, but I, and I don't even mm. like, I don't even like the cross, the the out of country markets for our professional sports, and it's not because I don't like having teams in Canada. Right. That's ridiculous. It's awesome. Right. Except for one fact, it hurts the players more than anybody else. Yeah. yeah. For taxation. Yep. yep. It doesn't hurt the owners. Right. It hurts the players. Yeah. Correct. And I can I can see that point too. But NFL is their own worst enemy sometimes. <laughs> but I, I think the game itself, it'd be great if, if uh, other people could take as much interest in it. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be. It's just... It's just like <laughs> MMA. You, yeah. In 10 years, think of what the talent level... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. can become. Yeah. yeah. Shit, just look at the 10 year, the last 10 years. The, the, the amount no. of talent that's came out. No, you, yeah. The, the way I look at it, MMA is, is one of those... As Americans, we didn't have any friggin' clue about it. No. Because this was all, you know, like Brazilian. Yep. And, and uh... Chinese, Japanese, yep. then, you know, then karate, right. wrestling, yeah, it right. was everything except for Americans outside of wrestling. Yeah. Right. Right. Greco-Roman, you know, everything. It, and that's what I think is really kind of the, the cool part about it, because now whenever it finally came around to the States, then it was just, I'm going to grab some of this. I'm going to grab some of this yeah. because there are so many different dojos and you know, yep. Yep. and everybody just incorporated and made it American MMA to where it is what it is now. We are which it seems like awesome. It seems like such a better uh, mixture of fighting. It is. Right? It's amazing. It is. And, the, and, and that's... Now, we're, now we're hitting the group of kids that have been training it since they were four years old. Right. Yeah, they weren't only right. just stuck yeah. into one discipline their whole entire life. They're actually grasping all of these other different disciplines because yeah. even though back in the old days when the tournaments were going on yeah that was yeah, cool as cool. shit it right. was cool as shit to see somebody hey i'm fucking four-time kickboxing champion out of france i'm yeah. gonna go in and fucking show what my style can do uh-huh. that was great and then you get the gracies but <laughs> yeah brazilian jiu-jitsu but and that's that's an homage itself because brazilians didn't start with jiu-jitsu Japan. <laughs> and so, you know, and that's the thing is each piece that we take, and you're right, we've completely Americanized it mm-hmm. and capitalized on it, absolutely. Yeah, but we made it we made it into a motherfucking croissant sandwich. <sighs> Dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I mean it's one of the things that I have to say that I do love about this country is the fact that you get all walks of everything right here. And like everybody. <laughs> they're open. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they can't use it in MMA. Uh, it's you know a certain fighting style because it's uh, <laughs> well <laughs> it goes against everything <laughs> that that's you know that the MMA is about. Trying uh, to n- trying to not kill your opponent but still win. Right, um, there's it's it's an open hand, all right. So whenever they go to do it, they do different kinds of strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their fingers are so strong, all right, that they can like almost pretty much punch through the uh, aluminum 
things of that nature. Um, they're used to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so whenever they go to attack, they go for the eyes, uh, typically throat. Yeah. They can they can slash your throat out to poke out your eyes. Like that's their strikes. Um, <laughs> yeah, those yeah, are universally recognized as illegal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely don't want that in a televised sport. <laughs> yeah, but well, I mean, I'm sure there's a market for it. <laughs> well, that's the thing too is if you're truly about self-defense and you study this, mm -hmm. um, yeah, would it save your life? Absolutely. Would it end in others? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, th that's the reason why. If you've studied it, even if you've studied it and for like a longer period of time, they don't want you in MMA because you have natural yeah, natural tendencies to action. Yeah, muscle memory, muscle reaction. Exactly. You're just gonna go back to your revert fight to or the, flight your, and mm -hmm. revert to it. And yeah. and that's one of those things that I, I just wanted to kind of bring that up to you guys because it, I thought it was something really different. Yeah. Uh, because. It, we we're talking about MMA and mixed styles, mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, well, if you really want to talk about mixed styles and impartial to that, you need to talk about the bad shit too. Because <laughs> we're all like, this is great, and I'm like, yes, but <laughs> there's certain things that are out there that you got to be careful about. No. <clears throat> well, since we went ahead and brought all this up, right? Are you guys gonna do your MMA thing? Would you care to sit in for it? <laughs> well, are we going to talk about Rhonda? You mean the... We can. What you got? Because she actually popped up in my news feed today. So. Oh, really? Yeah, she for did. For the WWE thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. For the botched uh, signing, yeah. contract signing? Yeah, that was horrible. That was horrible. I didn't get to see the clip on it, so... But uh, my my point being to, to this is uh, she she's still pretty. And that, I, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I, I still love Rhonda. Now in the MMA community, the fickle. MMA community is the most fickle one. They're wacky, yo. Um, <sighs> they love you until you make it to the pinnacle, and then they just hate you instantaneously. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. It's yeah. super weird. It's stupid. I hate like, it. Uh, Severely. Rhonda, Brock... Connor to a, a, to a, a large point. extent. Yeah. He's still got his fan base, but the rest of them that were cheering for him on his way up, like, oh, you you sucked. You've always sucked. Like, That's not what you said five years ago, did no. jackass. That's what I hate. I hate these... Like, Yeah, they might not be able to compete against today's elite, but you've got to give them their damn credit for what they did at their time. What? They changed the flipping game. And and here here's my point being to it, is... What I hate, and this is one of the reasons why I quit watching as, as much, was, yeah, the the hate that goes on whenever a player, when when a when a guy makes it, but even more so than, uh, not having any kind of understanding if a fighter gets older, and loses just a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, oh, it's over with. He, he's ran. He's done. It's like. Yeah. He, I don't understand why we have to piss on like you know some of the greatest of all time that that has competed. Actually, let's. All right, so for the main the main event 
of the prelims mm -hmm. of this last pay-per-view. Since we're bringing up older cats and everything oh, else like that. Fucking Pitbull. Yep. I want him to retire. Old fuck needs to just stop. He's won five straight. He can't afford it. No, it's not that. He's won five He's straight. Won five in a yeah. Row. yeah. How can you, how can you afford to go? But why hey. is everybody wanting to retire when he's winning five in a row? Yeah. Oh, I, I get it. I I am the pinnacle of the hate. Right. <laughs> it's like Ron, like Rhonda. Yeah, she hit so hard and blew up so big mm -hmm. and smoked everybody in a minute with an armbar. Yeah. Period. Well, then when she finally lost to Holly, like oh well you sucked. No, no, she can. No. no, Holly's a different fighter. It's the next evolution, and people fail to take in the next evolution of any sport or game into consideration. Yeah, especially when you're you're the top tier, when you are undoubtedly number one, mm -hmm. the best. All right, how the fuck are you gonna get better? Yeah, you can't. Nope. You get as good as what you can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How, how are you going to get better when you are the pinnacle? It's pretty tough. You need that next evolution to come in to take it to the next level. See, that probably was, not going to be you. That was the problem with Khabib. Khabib was holding... Uh, everybody could agree that Khabib was holding up to 155. Nobody could beat Khabib. Unless he wanted out and said, fuck it. He did that on his own accord. He didn't need to lose in a fight. Right. He just said, I'm done. And he didn't hold up the, the belt of the division. No, that, that, that was the UFC doing that. Yeah, and that division in itself, I mean, 155 was stacked for a good long time, so they still had plenty. Yeah, it still is. So they have plenty of talent there to continuously, hey, you know, we're moving up the ranks, but we don't have to have a title fight once every other year. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at some of the... I'm like, oh yeah, the Brunson one. <laughs> I, Actually, <laughs> I, I fit Cannoneer. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, the Brentson one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. i seen some of that. <laughs> uh, asshole, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But uh, I did want to touch base. So we've we just had UFC 270. 271. 271. Yeah. 271. Adesanya Whitaker, two last Saturday. Uh, hell of a card. It was a great card. I loved it. The whole card was really fucking good. Um, just blowing through these real quick. So we had with the early preams, William Knight went up against uh, Maxim Grishin. Unanimous decision for Grishin. Yeah. Yeah. It was a no-brainer. Uh, then we had J Jeremiah Wells <coughs> choking out Blood Diamond. The, first round the up and comer that we were talking highlighting so much last week there's different levels to the game and he just wasn't re quite ready for this level yeah uh Douglas Silva DeAndrage and DeAndrage went up against Sergey Morozov hey what happened yep. rear naked in the second round <laughs> tried to tell people yeah. Like, you don't understand Douglas when he gets going. He's dangerous. Well, and that was the thing, too. Everybody's like, ah, oh, man, Douglas lost first round. I was like, ah. Yeah, he did. But. Yeah. He didn't finish him. So. New. 
Uh, <laughs> next fight, we had AJ Dobson going up against Jacob Malcone. Malcone with the decision. That, that fight kind of took me for a loop. Uh, Malcone just kind of dominated and yeah. just kind of put it on him, wouldn't let him get any of his game off. No, no, not at all. Pretty good performance. Uh, to headline the early prelims, we had Mano Martinez losing a unanimous decision to Ronnie Lawrence. Ronnie Lawrence just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, there's levels. And see, wow, you know what kills me? A score right there. I don't remember Ronnie getting a point taken away. He didn't. 29-27? No. What round did you give him mana? Um, I think mana got the third round. The third round? Yeah. But those 27s, uh-huh. because uh, there was a 10-8 in there, dude. <laughs> there was a 10-8 oh, in yeah, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Round one. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Manif came back, finally started to listen to Krause in round three. Mm-hmm. And I, he won round three. But the deficit to win a decision was just way too much. Well, he had no chance. And see, and that's another thing that we know that fucking Krause, again, being one of the greatest coaches out there, he told Mana, each round, hey, each boss, round. you've lost this round. You've got to get quit it. quit doing this shit. Focus. Yeah. Get back to this. Win this round. And he just didn't do it until the third round. Yeah. Um, moving into the prelims, we had Carlos Olberg go up against Fabio Chiron. Unanimous decision for Olberg. And, yeah, yeah no, that Chiron didn't even get, I don't even think he got more than 10 hits in. Probably not. He was just way out class. There you go, 13. Yeah, 13. Total. Yeah. That, that's pretty good. <laughs> in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, it was... Yeah. It was a hell of a clinic by Olberg. Um, next fight we had here, Kyler Phillips going up against Marcelo Rojo. Uh, what is it? Triangle choke with armbar. Yeah. Third round. Phillips for the win. Yeah. I mean. Do I pick? And then we had one of the talks of the night. This bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Rox- Roxy Mataferi and Casey O'Neill. We highlighted this fight massively last week because of the simple fact that Casey O'Neill was going to go in and dominate Roxy. I, I mean, was, I didn't think it was going to make it out of the first round. No. And now then, Roxy was tough as shit. Yeah. I mean, you look at the strike totals and the amount landed yeah. know, by, by Casey that you would think, yeah. <laughs> well, it, but here's. It was the, a split fucking decision. Yeah. That's crazy. No. And the worst part is nobody can justify it except for that one judge that gave Roxy a round. And the, the broadcast team let's <laughs> be real out. about it. Before we before we give them credit, let's beat the beat them up for oh, honestly they were. A, a really horrible job. Yeah. Bisbing and uh, DC just were not good. No. Throughout the whole night. They were it com- was bad. Completely biased to Blatantly. the the dogs. Which had no, I mean, there was no point. Anytime that one of the dogs was actually doing something good, yeah, you, you, you pointed out. Great. You don't just. But they kept riding on that one thing that they were doing and completely skating over every other aspect of the fight that they were getting their ass whipped at. Anytime that Roxy threw one punch it and landed bad. it, they talked about that for five minutes, whereas Casey's already landed another 20 punches. Yeah. 
Jesus and just Christ. ignored it. No, it was. But on the bright side, they did redeem themselves a little bit after this fight because it was a split decision, and they were the bus driver, the train driver, and everything running over that dumbass. Name dropped the judge. Yeah, fucking they went like, all yeah, out. this is like his second fight he's ever judged, or second card that he's ever and been these on. These are the people that we don't need judging <laughs> MMA fights. We need to get him out of here. Yeah. No, it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Because, I mean, you just take a look at the, the the stats. I mean, they were both busy. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And and that, that says a lot. It was right. a good fight. Yes. But it wasn't it, it wasn't a close fight, and there was no way in hell it was a split decision. Right. Yeah. right. Because, unfortunately, those significant strikes that uh, Modafferi had landed, the 120. Yeah. If I landed those same 120 shots... It would have been way more significant and noticeable. Right. If she actually hit Casey with probably five solid that makes you stop and hey shit shots. Gotcha. Yeah. The rest of them they were just significant shots because of the type of shot and where it landed. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was just a technical significant strike. Yeah. I'm just saying Casey looked so so well rounded as far as uh, you know where where the right. punches kicks all the rest of that. Um, I mean, I can understand having some confusion if there is a lot of takedowns, all right, that that transpired in it as far mm -hmm. as, you know, takedown percentage, all the rest of that, defense, yeah. whatnot, but you're not looking at two people that were really active. No. No. And, and taking each other down and made and it their the takedowns, and we can get, we'll get back into this more on the main event. Right. <laughs> yeah. Roxy landed two out of four. Right. And the total ground control time was a minute six. Total. Correct. That's yeah. where I'm getting they at. They equaled nothing. Yeah. So if you're going to score the takedowns for Roxy, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Got no but, problem with that. But it's got to have more control and and, and actually and impact you gotta do the fight. You got to do right. something more right. than if, just laying on top. Because if somebody. Casey gets right back up in ten seconds, why does she not get scored for for her reversal? Right. Yeah. Right. Why, why would you not do that? And and that's the reason why I was I was trying to say something about the takedowns was. It, by looking at the total control time, it you can clearly tell. Yeah, there, there's nothing there. there, yeah. there yeah, you didn't get it. You didn't get it up. So. Yeah. And we'll, we'll just that, wait. We'll yeah. get that a little more on the right. main event, right? Because yeah. it played a big, especially in all the fans' eyes, right? Mm -hmm. but, idiots. Oh, God. All right, so moving on, we uh, we highlighted just a little bit. Andre Olaski went up against Jared Vander Vandera. Split decision again. Um, I Honestly, I mean, I think Andre probably. I can't argue with it. I mean, I'm okay that Andre won to an extent because <laughs> I'm still trying to he justify. Got, he got outstruck, but I think his strikes did actually more damage. impact and damage Vandera more than Vandera's did him. Yeah, gotcha. It, it's super weird. Just from a, a power perspective. I mean that really changes. Oh, absolutely. You know, how how you view a fight. I mean, if you if you punch somebody ten times out of ten, but they're wearing those ten punches, right. yeah, no, it's definitely more. Well, if you're in a defensive posture and going back and striking and hitting, in, instead of, okay, you see that, and then you see the guy that's stepping in hitting, mm -hmm. then you go, oh, okay, that's yeah. why. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just common basic sense. All right, so moving on to the main card, we had Bobby Green go up against Nazareth Hackersack. Unanimous decision for Bobby, and honestly, okay. um, I picked Nazareth in this fight. Right. Yeah, I like Nazareth. 
Yeah, uh, that score is way too close. There's no way that was a no. 30-27 fight. <laughs> no, no, it should Bobby have been Green, a 30-24. Bobby Green smoked him every round from bell to bell. Wow. I it mean, wasn't even a fight. Good on Nazareth because he was there for it every bit of the way. But the thing was, is he had no answer for Bobby yeah. whatsoever. Bobby was on fire. It's a great performance. All right, next fight we have uh, Alexander Hernandez went up against Hanato Moicano. Moicano. There you go. Uh, submission, round two by Moicano. Boy, howdy. I, I picked Hanato, and you can tell the difference on the takedowns. Right. Only two of six. Yeah. What else did he get? You know, he, he choked his ass out. Right. Yeah. Did well, something with his takedown. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> submission attempt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Next fight, we had Jared Cannonier going up against Derek Bronson. Uh, <laughs> knockout by Cannonier by elbows. It, yeah, it was a, and it, it was, was a, a good nasty. One. It was nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah, I know. I got to see the. You got to see, you got to see the highlight <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to see the highlight, and I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty significant beatdown. Yeah. 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 This is the one that blew Moving. my mind. Moving yeah, on to the co-main. That would be so Derek and fucking Bam Bam tied to Avasa. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit, dude. This first round was fucking amazing. Well, when you looked at strikes 31, 35. Like, Nobody's really? going to think that. No, that fight was lit. Those 31, hey, those 31, 35, there's nothing to lace but power in those fucking heads. I don't know that I've ever saw another human being take shots like that from a dude like Derek Lewis and not die. Just drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. And yeah. Ty fought through it. Um, dude, and when he got... Clipped him with an elbow. Boom. Night night. And that hit, man. Because Lewis was backed up to the cage. Fucking Ty, he... he the reason why Lewis was in the cage because Ty had uh, a quick left quick left that backed him up he got backed in there fucking ty landed two more hits and then boom popped him right in the fucking carotid with the elbow yeah and fucking lewis face planted right then and there wow and luckily enough uh was it beltran that was rough in that one i can't remember it's beltran or smith Uh, whoever it was they fucking stepped in quick enough (laughs) quick enough Derek Lewis, you notice he had takedowns. Two of four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was doing the Ronda Rousey judo toss. <laughs> yeah. No, it was fucking beautiful. Yeah. Push through, grab and toss. I'm like, wait, what the? I'm pretty drunk right now. <laughs> right. What the hell am I watching? <laughs> and I, you know, talking with guys that work about it before the fight, you know, leading up to it. It's like, people don't understand how athletic these two big fucks are. Uh, these two big these fucks These guys are actually athletes, guys. Yeah. They, they really are. And that was actually one of the main staples and that we highlighted last week about Derek it. Derek proved it. Yeah. He's... Wow. Wow. It was an awesome fight. That was a great fucking fight. Great fucking fight. I Love the big dudes. It's worth it. Love the big dudes. Those big dudes doing that shit. It's, it's, it's pretty special. Speaking of special, let's talk about that last judge. <sighs> Now, before we go any further, this is a really good fight. Yes. Yeah. It was really technical, really hard fight. It was really good. Yes. Um, unanimous decision. Yep. 
Uh, you see there's 49, 46, and then 248, 47s. Right. That means two three to twos and one four to one. Right. If you're nitpicking, I could see how you could pull a round five out of your ass for Bobby Knuckles. Right. I didn't score it that way. I had a whitewash. I had them all close rounds. Every round was close. Yeah. But I had a 10-9 every round for Israel. Yeah. It was a 50-45. Should have been. And then you, mm-hmm. you hit online, and online is blowing up about how Whitaker got robbed. Because he got four takedowns. Oh. They, they highlight that. Yeah. Two, three, four. Got those four takedowns. Like, yeah. What was his control time? Well, in round five, yeah, what was his, yeah. what was his control time on all of them? Yeah. So you hit, hit 340. Uh, two and a half of that was in round five. Yeah. You know how many strikes were landed from the ground? Not fucking one. Mm-hmm. Not one well. strike attempted, not one strike landed. It well. was literally just laying down for two and a half minutes. Break he was time. four of ten. The other three that he landed Izzy was, was about up. ten seconds apiece before Izzy stood right back up. Yeah. Izzy outstruck him in every single round. Hmm. Reversed his takedowns in every single round. Mm-hmm. Right. Controlled distance with the leg kicks every single round. Right. You know, so, it, it, so you're just telling me Wicker wasn't active whenever he did take down. Didn't try hammer fist and nothing. No, no, not even. Nothing. Didn't even attempt to strike. Jesus Christ. See, and the thing is, too. The, see, and here's the problem with that. That's so boring. the and first so, round, first round, it was completely easy. What's so? I mean, very little activity out of Whitaker on this, and that was the thing. It's like, hey, everybody takes the first round, kind of right. gauge where I'm yeah, at. Right. This motherfucker beat me last time. I got to stay in my head and pay attention. Well, and as he's firing off the leg kicks in the first round, at the end of the first round, Whitaker goes back to the corner. And he's instantly, my knee, my yep. knee. Yeah. So round two starts. Whitaker has a 100% turnaround on his performance, on his production. He doubles what he did in the first round. That's when everybody was clamoring. He won round two, which he didn't. He didn't. He did Is he still outstruck him? Outstruck right. him, still kept center. And through all my saying of all this, Robert fought a perfect fight. Yeah. If it was anybody else, he would have won. Paul, Easily. Yeah. There's nobody else at 185 that would have beat that guy that night. No. I, I haven't saw him. Unfortunately for him... He was fighting Israel. He was fighting Izzy. He had the perfect game plan. He executed it perfectly. Right. I'm, I'm just going with... Uh, like like you guys were talking about, uh, Izzy opened up with uh, leg kicks. All right. That was actually the big discrepancy in the fight. Mm-hmm. You say Robert had 13 of 20. Mm-hmm. And Izzy's legs are still clear. Yeah. Robert's legs were beat the fuck up. Yeah. They were different leg kicks to boot. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just uh, playing, you know, well, not even devil's advocate. This is just yeah, no. probably just facts. But whenever you strike a person's uh, lower body like that, like you, you're not able to put full punch power no. in. All right. So, it, it, I mean, if you do have a suspect chin, which 22 and 1 means you don't. All right. No. But if you had a suspect chin or trying to catch them, it's damn near impossible if you, if you can't play him. Yeah. Okay. Um, at those kind of pieces, though, I mean, did he, did he at least try countering those leg kicks whenever they were first coming through? 
or was it just go ahead and he, chop me down? He checked a couple. He checked but a couple. There really wasn't. And, and see, the checking, uh, like, you know, raising up a foot, yeah. right, to check mm-hmm. it out, I've never been, I've, I've never went for that because that typically does you more damage. Um, than it, it definitely fucks with your balance way more to check a kick than just eating it. And if you lose your balance, you're definitely going to fuck up your footing. I mean, we've seen it plenty of times where somebody gets tripped up. And they don't have it here, but Rob did score or did get knocked down from Izzy to boot. Right. Oh, no, it's there. Top top number. Single digit. Knocked down, okay. Yep. But uh, most of the things where you know a guy's going to come into your legs, Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen it to where they just say step into it and, and make sure... That close the distance that yeah. way they're not you're not at range where yep. you're eating it all yeah close yeah. distance uh you can you can drop you can drop uh your arm mm-hmm. so you can catch them they don't suggest that a whole lot anymore yeah because like, nine <laughs> out of ten, of it. well nine out of ten times that we saw that in the ufc yep nine out of the past ten uh, it broke their arm right yeah but just saying uh step into the kicks and my and that's the reason why i brought that up is uh, if you're able to step in and square up your body, then you can really level the shit out of them. You see? Uh, because they're, they're off balance. Like, yeah. Rob got knocked out first fight because he, he was pissed off. Izzy was right. He, he owned a bunch of real estate in Rob's head. Mm-hmm. Right? And Rob showed it in fight one, brushed in, and got knocked the fuck out. Right. So he didn't do that this time. He actually had a really good game plan. Absolutely. Executed probably better than... I don't think he could have executed any better. Right. I just don't think there's a way he can... Outside of one lucky punch, I don't think there's a way he can beat Izzy. It's a tough one, but... Well, if if he knew that he was going to get his legs targeted... Well, and with somebody somebody as lanky as... And tall and lanky as what Izzy is, because, I mean, his reach... Was well over fucking an eight oh, yeah. inch difference. Well, Izzy's just just shy of John Jones' reach. Right. Yeah. At middleweight, Izzy's six four, John six four. Right. Rob's problem is he started out at welterweight mm-hmm. because he was too small to be a middleweight. Mm-hmm. So he's that classic tweener, mm-hmm. and he just decided the weight cut was wasn't worth it anymore. That's when he bumped up to 180, 185 instead of one seventy. Mm-hmm. And started freight training fools. Right. It just sucks for him that uh, he found that fool. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, even I go back to, to boxing for for like welterweight. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Vander Holyfield. All right. Like when he progressed and he moved up. Mm-hmm. All right. He was he wasn't only uh, faster than everybody else, but he was stronger. Yeah. And but, and that's the thing is, if you're not as fast though, as the next guy that you you move and up against, that's the problem with Izzy. Yeah, then nobody's you got a problem. more technically sound striking. Right. Nobody's more off schedule striking. Right. And nobody at 185 is as long as he is. Right. He's. That's why he's the last style bender. Right. Like, every I get everybody's bashing on Rogan right now, but Izzy turned down the UFC five times. Yep. And the only reason he turned him down five times is because of Rogan. Rogan kept on da- kept in Dana's ear. Hey, you need to get this dude. 
You need to get this dude. He is a superstar. You need to. So Dana kept asking, kept asking, kept kept asking. Is he's not yet? Not yet. <laughs> not yet. All right, now I'll lay them all out. And that's he's he's been in the UFC for four years. Right. Yeah. And we're for on four years. Right. And he's got the third longest winning streak as the middleweight champion yep. in UFC history. Yeah. Yeah. Kid's just good. Right time. Not a lot yeah, you can do about it. It's the right time. Ah, <sighs> oh, hell. Rogan, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about shit he said 20 years ago. Son of a bitch. That we've already gone over 10 times. That's cool. Yeah. Well, you know. That's true. So, this Saturday. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. This Saturday, we got a little fight night going on. Yeah, we lost our main event. Johnny Walker going up against Jamal, Jamal Hill. God. Jamal. Jamal. No, Jamal. Jamal. Yeah. yeah. Adam's family values. <laughs> What's that name again? Jamil? Jamal? Uh, I don't know. Well, Fuck you. <laughs> Mr. Hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, let's grab through this real quick. You're in trouble. All right, uh, we're just going to go talk about the main card real quick. Uh, Jaqueen Buckley. Jaqueen. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Quinn Buckley. Gotcha. <laughs> I give up. I quit. <laughs> I fucked up Buckley's first name. Can you please say his opponent's name? Because I am not going to get that right. Okay, so we got Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Yeah, I was not gonna get that right at all. <laughs> and well, let's let's call Jamel Hill, former ESPN commentator. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh god, I love this game. <laughs> oh. Fuck you. Give me Buckley, Dick. Buckley? Yeah. Yeah. I well, Buckley. okay. So Buckley's problem is, is that in the same year, <laughs> yeah. two fights back to back, had the greatest knockout of the year. And was the greatest knockdown of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so you know it's going to be one of two things. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Siding with that power. <laughs> All I know is uh, somebody's getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah. It's a knockout fight. Oh, Jim Miller, he's still going at it. Jimmy's huh? yeah. still going. Well, Jim Miller, a lightweight. Three years ago, he finally got his Lyme disease fixed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> cool. The whole time he's been in the UFC, he'd been battling Lyme disease. Yeah. Yep. You know that East Coast plague. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they finally got it under control. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. That's good. You sleep well at night. So Miller's uh, meeting Nicholas Mora. Did I fuck that one up? You did, but we're just going to keep oh, going. Jesus Christ, a lightweight. Who are you taking? I'm taking Jimmy. Give me the old man. And Nicholas probably going to whip his ass, but I'm old, yeah, so I'll I mean, take the old man. Know, fuck it. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll ride with Vegas favorite on this one. Fuck it. You going Moda? Yeah. I'm going Miller. All right. You know why? Because he's old and you know him. Reach. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, an inch matters. I, I get it. An inch hey, does matter. I'm telling you. <laughs> I just had that inch. Uh, next, we got a heavyweight fight. Parker Porter going up against Alan Badeau. Ooh, Budo. Oh, shit. Okay, so... As much as my heart is telling me to take Porter on this one, I'm going with Bedell. Yeah, me too. <laughs> hey, that's the three. 
Uh, he's Francis, not Francis, but uh, he's Cyril Gon's training partner. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we found him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's fucking awesome. Well, he's not supposed to win. Yeah, no, no, no. He yeah. is complete underdog. Parker on this. is a, a he, like a tree stump fed dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait a sec. Uh huh. Parker's hillbilly as they come. Oh yeah. He's got two last names, okay? That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> Ooh, who missed weight here? So Parker trailer porter. <laughs> yes. So our co-main for the night, we got uh, a catchweight fight with du- Kyle Dukakis going up against uh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Pickett. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Or Jamie, but that's cool. Jim. No, it's really Jamie, dude. No. You so. called a dude a chick, <laughs> and then, come on, man. Yeah. So who missed weight on this one? Uh, short notice fight. Oh, short Nobody notice? weight. Okay. Uh, what happened in this fight is what should have happened to open up the card last week. Hey, I took a short notice fight. I'm I'm not going to make weight. You give him a few days head notice. Hey, I can't make weight. I've tried. I've cut down to here. Do you want to bump it up a weight class? Yeah. Uh, that's the correct way to do shit. That's not what we Instead of reschedule. Into. Hey, this is the correct way to do shit. Right. Wow. Hey, let's... And we just lost our main event, so we can't lose any more fights. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to be able to drop all the way down can we do a catch weight no imagine that hmm. doing shit the right way weird yeah Dawkins is a huge favorite favorite I'm going with him 270 whereas Pickett's a That's 220 racist no it's not I was just wanting to go see how it's got self yeah on it I was thinking self park and then I was like god damn it Kyle <laughs> there you go See, if I justified my picks like that, you'd laugh me out of the fucking room. Fuck you, I'm taking token. <laughs> that is actually legit racist. No, it's not. But what? I'm with Pickett, too. <laughs> Fine. Leave me with Lily. <laughs> All right, and then on to the main okay. event. Light heavyweight, That's we got good. Johnny Walker going up against Jamal Hill. What Jamil. happened to Jamil? Jamil? Jamil, yeah. yeah. Is it? It's a red label. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Johnny. no, it's not. He used to be the blue label. Yeah, uh, he's kind of. And then he was dancing, celebrating in the octagon afterwards. Broke uh, himself in the fucking. Shredded his shoulder, and he's been a knockoff walker ever since. Yeah. I think I'll take Jamal. <laughs> I think I am too. You know what? Now, Johnny Walker should win this fight. Should absolutely win this fight. That's why I'm picking him. But he hasn't been fighting like Johnny Blue Label Walker. No. So, until I see it. And that's the main, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's It wasn't event. supposed to be. It's supposed to be the co-main. Okay, uh, Jamal, because uh, I see he's 9-1. Yeah. So is this a big move up for him? Yes. The, yeah, these guys, J- Jamal Hill's never headlined before. Yeah. Ever. This is going to be his first five-round fight. I was just kind of, I was kind of wondering because yeah. I mean, it's one of those things of, oh, you may want to check out what's going on. So he earned that fight from the previous. No, he earned a co-main slot. Okay. We lost our main event. Yeah. Uh, due to visa issues. Uh, okay, never mind. Okay. Rafael Paisa and Rafael Dos Anjos was supposed to headline this card. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Why Zev couldn't get the all the visa kinks worked out. Okay. Okay. So it got pushed back to the next pay per view. I get it. So these guys just there was nobody else, so these guys just had to move up. I see. I see. I mean, if they would have probably known that before, they would have would have helped out a bit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say because I mean that's uh, for that being your main, mm-hmm. but. It's kind of a... It's also a chance to break out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, When that opportunity's there, you can either run from it or jump up and grab it. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I'm looking at it and thinking this is more of an opportunity for Walker than it really is for Hill at this point in time. (laughs) Well, with Walker's... (laughs) Walker's got the experience. Right. He's headlined before. Yeah, but, I mean, if he's after injury... You know, oh, no, no. He's had oh. fights since that injury. Yeah, yeah, but that's where I'm getting at is after injury, if he hasn't, you know, done as well. He's looked horrible. That that Boring. means this is more of an opportunity for him to get back into the game by beating somebody that, you know, could, that actually has a pretty clean record, you know? So the, he, he the Jamal's actually fairly new. Yeah, yeah, yeah and... and I, I understand that. So, so what you're getting at is here, honestly, either way, if Hill wins this, this is definitely a good coming out. Hey, I'm here. I've just fought a, a, a good tiered fighter right. on this because Walker is that. I mean, fuck, when Walker was smoking fools, it looked like he was going to be. That was the answer to beat Bones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But after one slip disc and fucked up, he has not been the same fighter. So for him to come out of this fight ahead... And it, I, it, but if he goes out and smokes Jamal Hill, he's not going to get the comeuppance because Jamal Hill's first five-round fight, five his first headline or co-main event, Yep. and he's only got 10 fights. Yep. No. It, and it's going to be, that's what you're supposed to do. It will definitely be better for Hill with yeah. the victory on this. But if Walker comes out with the, with the win... It would have to be back to old school Johnny, yeah. where I knock you out with elbows in the first 35 seconds. Yeah. He's going to have to put a hell of a showing on yeah. with this victory to get him back into contingency of pulling out the ranks. Yeah. All I know is if my name's Johnny Walker, right? And, and I come out. Three years ago, I tried. I tried this marketing and branding. I, I, I tried for him. Right. Yeah, DM'd yeah. him and everything. Just didn't work. Listen. Yeah, Jesus. Didn't work. Yeah. All I know. Probably just wondering who the two white guys were. I wouldn't mind if I if I'm Walker and well, not wouldn't mind, but you never want to lose anything. But if you lost a fight against Hill, Hill climbed. All right. That that pretty much pushes that fight. All right. To where yeah, you lost against Hill, but Hill has climbed so high, it kind of e- equals out where you're looking at ranking wise goes that's not the way the yeah. UFC rankings work no at all oh yeah no. yeah there is there's a top when, 10 place yeah when you get into the top 5 it works like that yeah but if you're number 3 you lose to number 11 you're out they're number 3 yeah that's the way it works yeah I, I understand that but what I'm saying is whenever a certain guy climbs alright that you just lost to I mean that's that's the way it's supposed to work but if you win your fights afterward and that one loss it's not as bad of a loss then whenever no, they say, it, whenever it, they go well you lost to the champion you know what i mean you or, would think or so the contender. you would think so 
That is not the way MMA math actually works out. No. I mean, for... It never does. For somebody looking at his record like us, absolutely. Hey, that's a nice little feather in your cap. It's a good loss, but... Man, I only shit about your rank. <laughs> That's crazy. It's, it's stupid. MMA math is really different and yeah. really weird. That's crazy. Be because, I mean, it used to be just who you lost to. All right? That's that's how it was. Right. Yeah. All right? Oh, you lost against Shamrock? Oh, that's understandable. Or, yeah. you know, you lost uh, to Gracie? Oh, that's understandable. Yeah. Nope, don't but, work that way anymore. No. But you beat Coleman? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? All that shit's completely irrelevant now. Yeah. It means nothing. Yeah. It's, it, all that means is your last win. That, yep. That's all that really matters. Boy, that's sorry. A little bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be part of that. <laughs> it's tough. <clears throat> Super tough. It's just weird to me because, I mean, you say that, but then you look at, like, uh, Brock Lesnar's record. Yeah. All right. Why should he headline anything then? He shouldn't even be in the, in the gate. You know what I mean? That's different. This is MMA math. Paper buys, figure it. <laughs> Paper, yeah, Conor actually, that's, that's, that's true. Connor hasn't won a fight in five years. Nope. You tell me the next card he's on, he's not headlining. No, oh, it's going to be sold out. He's headlining the pay per view. Right. It's um, not going to be a fight night. It's a pay per view with yeah. him headlining. But in the thing about that too is though, is that <sighs> what are you supposed to do? Yeah, we've created this problem with Connor because the thing with Connor is, is if he doesn't have more than fucking three fights in a year. He's going to continue to lose. He needs to get that. You need an initial fight at the beginning of the year. Get the rust off because with Connor, it's 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 relevant. Okay, he did that against Cerrone. Let's yeah. Let's go back. Let's follow your timeline. Okay. What happened to him in the next fight? He fought. Oh. Same year. Same year. Yeah, he yeah. fought twice that same year. Yep. But he only fought twice that year. Because he just got knocked the fuck out. Yep. But that's what I'm saying. Is he needs more than just. Two fights, one fight a year. He's never going to do that. No, they can't afford it. Sure they can. Oh, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, UFC can afford a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's ridiculous. Conor McGregor was the highest paid sports athlete last year. Yeah. Anybody in any sport. So that's ridiculous. It's not going to happen because, well, Conor's going to lose his giant, dude. Yeah. He hasn't won in so long because why? He's only fought. He's not as good as these guys are. Anymore. Oh, no. Absolutely not. The levels have changed again. Yeah. Because in his up comments, he was the pinnacle. He, he knocked Dustin Poirier out at 145 on his rise. Yeah. What happened at 155? Dustin knocked. knocked Dustin knocked him out, and then he broke his leg. Yep. Same fighter, three fights, two out of three. What do you think is going to happen for the fourth fight? <laughs> Dustin again. They're not cutting back down to 145 anytime soon. No. Connor was something different. The game's changed. The levels have changed. He's just not anymore. No. That doesn't take anything away from what he was or what he oh, did to absolutely build the sport. Not. He's just not the same dude now. But the thing is, is now you're stuck with this Connor problem. People want to watch him fight. How is it a problem? How many more fights are you actually going to get out of him? Who cares? If they're all losses. What do you care? You're going to pay the money. I don't pay the money now. Well, Mike's going to pay the money. <laughs> what does anybody care? Well, are, are you going to pay for a Diaz-Connor 7? No, I'm not. <laughs> but people will. What does mm -hmm. Dana White care how many fights in a row Conor McGregor loses? Mm -hmm. 
He cares about the, the paycheck, the end of the road. Yeah. yeah. It's a business. Connor makes money. Yep. Fair Period. enough. Fair enough. It's like I said, the Paul boys will continue to fight as long as people continue to pay them. Correct. All right? Yeah. That's that's Super what you're simple. supposed to do. Yes. Now, do they kick ass? Hell of a lot more than I thought. They've looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, extremely good. Now we just need to see that that competition level bump up. Yeah. I don't know. They look pretty fucking good to me. <laughs> and what they're doing for... Dude, that's amazing. What they're doing now is for entertainment purposes right. only. Have, and if have, we see the competition... Before we say that uh, they're, they're on that level, they get to bump the competition level up. And Woodley's pretty fucking good. No... <laughs> Yeah, it's been longer for Woodley to win a fight since Connor <laughs> yeah. than Connor. Yeah, yeah, but he's still a real fighter in MMA. Right. If they would have had, had that fight in MMA, Tyron would have whipped his ass. Yeah, absolutely. But so far, everybody Paul's fought has been ex UFC fighters that are way, way, way past their date. Yeah. Askren, he Wood- wasn't even. And and like Woodley doesn't have good striking; he just had good power. Yeah, but you're. Maybe we're not Nick. clarifying this enough. These guys are just YouTubers, man. <laughs> they're, they're Instagramers. Who have trained they're, boxing uh, for? Yeah. No, listen to them. That is not what they're saying. But, I mean, they're not. Just because I mean, for somebody that's been training for years upon years without any professional fights, yeah, you're absolutely right. They're just YouTubers. Yeah, they but, are. And they have their upcomings they're, they're, with... They're fucking noobs. Yes. And, and to stand there with real professional athletes... And I get that. And I understand your side, but my side's just straight down the middle. Yes, you're standing next to a professional athlete. Look, neither one of them are, are small kids. <laughs> no. Nah. Right. Paul Boy's a good size. Right. Everybody they fought is way over the hill and way undersized. Every single one of them. I mean, you got a retired basketball player. Who's 5'7". Yeah. Woodley's 5'8". Right. Yeah. The Paul boys are both 6'2", 6'3". Askren's like, what, 5'9"? No. No, he's 5'11". Is he? And could, couldn't break wind with a jab. No. He, no. he just can't. I'm, I'm, not just, s- I'm not saying that they're not good at what they do, but right no, now what they they're doing... they MMA and smoked, smoked Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley... That's that's a different story. That's that's a big deal. You come to their house and you win, then yeah. Yeah. All I know is which I would love to see the huge fucking draws. Oh, okay. absolutely. absolutely. Never said they weren't a huge draw. Never said that they shouldn't do it. And and this is from just to me. It, are they legit athletes? Okay. Yeah. Put them against an actual professional boxer. I think the Pauls are legit athletes. Right. They have to be now. They yeah. have to be considered that. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, and and that's where it's getting me because everybody else is calling them out and saying, "Oh well, you know this, that, this, that." Well, you know what? They won. They won. Yeah, they absolutely won. But I'm not giving them more than than what their win was. They fought over overage guys, under undersized guys, mm-hmm. massively undersized guys, massively. Right. That's why they were just exhibition fights. Right. Yeah. Because no sanctioning body would sanction that fight because of the size difference. Right. It, two different weight classes by a mm-hmm. lot. Right. And I'm just saying, for what they're doing, I think it's pretty impressive. 
I'm okay with what they're doing. I just don't think it's that impressive. Yeah, and that's that's cool. I mean, that's the reason why. I mean, I look at it and I go and I see that buy rate, and I go, I'm not the only one. All right, that thinks it's impressive because people wouldn't pay money if they didn't have any kind of entertainment or been impressed no, it, by something. It's entertainment. Yeah. I get yeah. that. I never said it wasn't. And the people just want to see them beat. Yes. Okay. A lot of it is. That's what that yeah. is. They want to see them get just destroyed. Yeah. And it's really, really, really disheartening to them to not see them get destroyed. And if and somebody's willing to pay you money, watch, watch you take it now. Cash that check, brother. Right. Jump on it. I've got no problem with that. Do it as many times as you can. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. Uh, right, so a, lot of, a lot of people are haters, and I'm not absolutely that, that, absolutely. I, that really are like, oh man, I just want to see these guys get destroyed. Oh no, that's how I was with Askren and Woodley. Right. When when Paul went up against Askren, I was like, now how funny would this be? Because of what that was Ask- my thought. That'd been hilarious. because yeah. I know Askren has zero boxing capabilities. Yeah. None. Right. And so I was hoping that Askren would go in, fucking wipe him out, and call <laughs> he it good. Did. Right. He didn't get so. smoked. But and then with Woodley, so I took it away. Hey, all right. So Paul has bought, uh, fought this dude. He's fought the retired basketball player. He fought Askren. It was a tough give on the Askren thing. I, I should have known better. But Woodley. Now wait a second. Woodley's actually, eh. He's actually what? He's a eh. former champ that hadn't won a fight in three years. That's where the eh came from. If and we were talking re- Woodley in our prime? The only reason he hadn't won a fight, the whole problem that the fan base and Dana ended up getting with Woodley is we all know how heavy of a striker he is. Absolutely. We know it. We've watched this dude do it time and time again. Mm-hmm. And then he just quit throwing. Yep. He just quit throwing. He started all, every title defense that he had until Till was just nothing but a slow, drawn-out process to win by points. That was it. There was nothing showy about it. There was no effort into it. That was a big one. You could see that it wasn't just like we were talking about the Chizo line from halftime to, mm-hmm. yeah, you could clearly see a change in the effort level. Yeah. And he just quit throwing punches. Yeah. Like, you're going to be hard pressed to beat a boxer if you don't punch. Yep. Yeah. And he didn't. He got beat. Got winded. Twice, didn't he? Didn't Paul beat him twice? He beat him twice. Yep. Beat him twice. Beat him soundly twice, too. (laughs) Soundly. But, all right. Hey, you're in trouble. Yeah, Yeah, you're in trouble. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. On the way out, this is the season total. Super Bowl in place and everything else. Fuck you guys, by the way. Uh, Season total ever since week 10? No, week 8, whatever it was. Episode 100. Josh, congratulations. 116 points for whatever, four four weeks. I, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, 14 weeks. I win. Yeah. Uh, Josh. All I know is I win. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Mike, you came in two points shy. Two points shy. Yeah, and then Terry and I are there. I beat Terry. Terry didn't beat me. Happy about that. Wait, you want me to put my balls in your hand? Do you really want to talk about your balls? Like, I'm good with it. Uh, Should we so, really talk about your so, balls? But I, I only beat Terry by three points. 
So. How do we fare in ours? Uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> eight point difference. There we go. Eight, there we go. Eight points. Eight points. Eight. You had 172 accurate picks for the year. Yeah, well, I, I took some flyers in mid midseason. I had 164. Yeah, well, yeah. couldn't let them show up from last year or something. What the <laughs> fuck was that? I know I didn't pick last year. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> But sure you get your picks in, dude. Don't yeah, tell you. Season. I picked this time. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that's season 56 in the books. Oh, come on. Can't have any parting shots. Yeah, what you got? I got one. I got one. Uh, Shikari Richardson took, took social media, which I completely understand. Because when, uh, when she got fucking banned... I came on court and threw a fit because, well, it's a joint. Yeah. I don't care the reason. Yeah. It's a joint. Last time I checked, marijuana, not a big performance agent. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay. Yeah. So, For, so now, I mean, we, now we have the Russian skater that got kicked out, suspended, right. appealed. Judges reversed the suspension, allowed her to perform. Meanwhile, all the other figure skaters, past, present, and future, throwing a fit about it. Shikari gets pissed because she wasn't allowed to come back and perform on a pill. Uh -huh. And she makes it racial. This is the part that we need to start coming together on. Hun, it's not racial. The problem is, you're an American. Yep. You're an American. That's why you got kept out, and that's why the other country skater got to go in. Diplomatic relations, but whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're yeah, an American, yeah. and that's a Russian and China. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I seen that the Winter Olympics was played where? In China? Yeah. I went. We shouldn't have even went. I went, yeah, that ain't going we, well. No, we shouldn't have even sent our athletes. No. We should have boycotted it. Because I was like, we're not going to get a, a fair standing nope. for, for judging. Ask Roy Jones Jr. It's just not going to happen. This is common throughout throughout American Olympic history. We, since World War II, we always get the shaft. Every time. Yep. yep. Whenever it comes to anything. That's and it's not, it's not, has doesn't have anything to do with race. It's you're an American, fuck you. Yep. You can sit this one out. We get that a lot. They do that to us. Yeah. We get that a lot. Yeah. Because they say you already got it. Yep. What do you need this for? Because we're better. Yes, on both points. Sorry, but most of uh, the Winter Olympics is uh, there's a lot of judge scores. Yep. Yeah. It's not a real game. Mm. No. It's, not, it's not, hey, are you no. faster than this person? No. Yep. This is a bunch of judges. Yep. yep. That's why I go, to me, that's not an Olympic event. There's not a clear-cut winner or loser. Except curling. There you go. <laughs> Except curling. Yeah. Fucking Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, and, like ooh, hockey. Ooh, and, and like the, hockey, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's winter right. Yeah. You know what? That's pretty much clear cut. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you can tell. I get that. That's why All I don't right. play slots. Okay. Boxing? You can pretty much tell. We should be able to. All right. You should. run track. All right? Oh, track? absolutely. You can tell. Yeah. The other ones that are judgment calls? 
figure skating to all... No. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's... To me, it's... You're leaving it in the hand of five people. Yep. And, and I get Shikari, and she should be pissed. Because I was pissed when they kept her out. I'm like, that bitch can smoke a quarter ounce bag 30 minutes before she runs out races. And She's still, still fucking smoke, smoke them. Right. So, of course, you want to keep her out. Right. I was, I was just pissed off as her. This horse shit. No, it is. Well, what? But the, uh, the other underlying thing is there was this this Russian skater that got popped for steroids. Yep. Fifteen. Yep. Uh, it was grandpa's drugs. It wasn't her. That's why they they overturned the suspension and let her compete. Because grandpa's drugs. Yep. Well, shit, that's a cool. Yeah, this so is my. That was grandpa's drugs. <laughs> Dude, this is this is my horse. It's steroids. I don't know how I got in me. <laughs> it, it was a kangaroo me. You know what? I went to Australia. I had some kangaroo me. Yeah. And it does funky shit. Man, I, I ate some horse. I Unbeknownst in, to me. I was in Mexico. I did not know that their horse meat yeah. was made that way. We can eat horse meat here. Did you know that? Yeah. I wonder why we don't. It's all just the. I mean, I'll try it. It's the perception. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll try it. it. It's it's perception. I'm cool if it's named. I don't care. I I was gonna say another p word, but I'm not allowed to use that. Oh, please don't. See? Yeah, please don't. That's that's an enemy I definitely don't want this show to have. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) That that is definitely an enemy I do. Yeah, please. Fuck off. Let me try. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Because we know how lazy I am. I'm not going to edit it out. We're going to have a war. PBS. PBS. I'll go to war with PBS. I'm cool with it. Bring your fucking big bird in here. Let's get this shit going. Easy now, Ted Cruz. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Run to Mexico. This show. I can really, I can really get out some stuff. <laughs> There's still some stuff I gotta edit out. So, all right, guys, let's go ahead. Is right. it the PBA? Appreciate it. Shut the fuck up. PBR. <laughs> yes, I would. I'll go to war with PBR. Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> yeah. What else could it be? I'm gonna piss in a cup and fucking go up against Pabst. We'll, right. we'll leave that uh, out. Yeah, please. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are watching, like, comment, and subscribe. For those of you who are listening, here comes a sounder. And please, please, for the love of God, somebody check out our merch store. I'm tired of being the, you son of a bitch. Shut up. I'm tired of being the only one buying our stuff. You think they're going to buy your stuff or you're cussing them out? Right? I'm not cussing them out. I'm cussing you out. I have to, hold on. I can't even say anything. Yeah. Yeah. You got a yeah. Ford Marvels in here. <laughs> <laughs> Ford Marvels Were you trying to get a pita? I love nope. their sandwiches. <laughs> love, Were you trying to get I, lo- I love pita bread. <laughs> yes. Pita? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get these two we'll yahoos out of here. We'll catch you next week. I gave him the wrong finger. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the sound, the saying that this is everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the wrap-up segment. So, we're going to go ahead and let you know where to find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hit us up, give us a like, give us a share, give us a follow. Go ahead and invite all your friends and family to the pages. Let them know where we're at. And if you could do us a huge solid wherever you find the podcast, be it Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, 
wherever you hear us and we invade you in your ear holes could you please leave us a rating and a review it helps new people find the show and and last thing last but not least if you could we would love to hear from every single one of you guys if you could please leave us a message anywhere somewhere be it on facebook twitter instagram I've been preaching for a while now. If you get us on the Anchor app, you can go ahead and leave us a voice message. You could find yourself on the show asking us a question or calling us a bunch of idiots. Or personally, just me calling me an idiot because, you know, I don't know anything about this game or this show or however, whatever we cover. If you guys could, we would love to hear from you. And if, if those are too much of a hassle for you to get a hold of us on... Go ahead and just send us an old-fashioned email over at MikeAndJoshTeetSasquatch at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from everybody, and we really wish somebody would get a hold of us one way, one form or another. We just want to talk about you guys, because you know us, we love to talk, and we want to bring you guys involved into this. So, that all being said, we all love you, we appreciate you guys listening to us, and we'll catch you next week.